0: This is No Sold, episode 31. Here we are again, the end of the year. I'm here with my guys, Colton and Austin Gunn, <laughs> the ass boys. How are you guys doing? Doing am all good, Johnny. Up tonight. Good. We're going to wrap this year up, talk about some highs and lows, talk about uh, all the memorable moments of 2022. Can't wait to get into it.
1: I was gonna hit you with um an old school manager, but since we're in the vein of new school, I'd like to introduce our manager tonight, Smart Mark Sterling,
2: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's here there
0: he is. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> Not thought about you bow. know
2: John's you know John's an avid toy collector. Yes. That's me. That's that's me.
0: <laughs> me me and uh Broski. Broski. So we're here. We're going to try to go through 2022 the best we can and at least give some of our thoughts on some of the highs and lows, memorable moments for sure. Maybe not so many lows, but um, we'll try to keep it relatively positive. But before we do that, how was your guys holiday? Did you get everything you wanted from uh, Santee? Got everything. Every
1: single yeah, item. I finally.
2: Uh, sorry, go ahead, Frank. No, go. No, I'm done. I didn't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, and I finally Good.
1: got my Lamborghini. I've been asking for. <laughs> that was nice. awesome. Nice lime green. Yeah, what, lime green Lamborghini.
0: What year is that? Uh
1: duh, 2023.
0: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> nice, Brand nice in. and fresh, crispy. Yep. So, uh, yep. Thanks nice. to
1: Bobby. Bobby, thank you very much for that.
0: <laughs> Appreciate. It. Shout out, Bobby. So last week we actually went back in time to 1997 we uh we went through Starcade 97 and the DX pay-per-view which was really fun doing those review shows. I feel like that format is probably our favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh going through the shows, ranking the matches, all that stuff and we got a little bit of feedback on it. Uh Dream Match Championship Wrestling chimed in. Shout out to those guys. But uh they were just they were talking about how basically if you go back, you can see that Sting's right shoulder might have been up before the referee hit. I saw end. that comment. Yeah,
2: yeah, I did see that comment. That's funny. I didn't. I never noticed that really in all these years. I never really paid attention. But that is another aspect that makes that match even sillier. The finish of that match. You know? so <laughs> he also he does yeah. kind
1: of like do a kick out motion if you right. look at him.
2: And it looks like he's doing one of the, like those Hogan kicks out. Like, yeah, he gets the three count, mm-hmm. and then he kicks out. It looks like one of those deals. Yeah,
1: one of those like last, mm-hmm. you know, last ditch. Yeah, deals, yeah.
2: But, yeah, and a half kick out. It makes. I sense. mean,
1: whatever. We can say whatever we want. They they blew it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not. They admittedly blew
0: that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just adds more confusion. That being said, <laughs> it's still a three point five. I think I gave it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you and I and I didn't. I liked it better than the DX pay per view main event. I thought at least neck and neck. Because yeah. and know. like I said, sometimes when you
1: revisit it, you know, it's like it could be better or worse, right? Like, yeah. But yeah. That, I just remember the ending being so awful. <laughs> you know, in the moment that, it, but like the match I enjoyed. You know, like I yeah. said, like Hogan, like Hogan just cracks me up when he's with the NWO. He's having so much fun, mm-hmm. right?
0: Oh yeah also lorenzi chimed in uh he hadn't seen this show he said he's going to go back and watch it i cautioned him you know (laughs) to to like you know be careful with the dx one but uh yeah
1: well you guys
0: did crown uh
1: you know one of the greatest matches of all time at dx so exactly
0: he mentioned that too lorenzi (laughs) the best
2: curtain jerker yeah (laughs) yeah right
0: for sure Lorenzi shout out to him he's also interested in doing some uh designs logos all that stuff you do have permission by the way he asked so have cool. at it we appreciate it all that stuff's fun thanks for listening following along but yeah that was 97 we were all the way back in time now we're current day 2022 again um as we go into 2023 we got the rumble coming up we're going to have a lot of fun stuff but we want to get into 2022 the year in review if you will a lot of big things happen some debuts some exits some big time exits some uh, retirements people switched shows switched brands returns you name it it happened but I feel like to start off the year or to start off the conversation about the year at least for me we got to talk about the old man stepping away handing the reins over to little little trips Vince Vince McMahon's exit we didn't really talk a lot about this, believe it or not, like, throughout all the Yeah, I guess shows. not, huh? I mean, you know, we touched on it, and how much mm-hmm. can we talk about it? I don't know, but the fact that it happened is still kind of surreal, like, Vince not being a part of the WWE.
2: Yeah, well, um, it doesn't feel like he's not there. <laughs> you know, it just still feels like the same old same <laughs> old true. thing, but, uh, no, it is. it was that, especially as it was happening, like, whoa, Vince is really gone, you know, because, like, we've never known that company without him, so... You know, very interesting, very strange times. And Triple H getting the power seemed, you know, like the best case scenario, because I don't know if I trust just Stephanie or Nick Khan. You know, Mm -hmm. like if those people were the only ones like in charge, I think I'd be a little more worried about the product. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Triple H coming in, it seemed like it was going to be cool at first. And now it just seems like more of the same. But I still I I'm hoping that Hunter could figure it out.
0: We have talked about that a lot, how a lot yeah. hasn't changed with WWE. We, we've talked about Triple H's uh, reign of power so far. But, yeah, the sexual misconduct, allegations, all that stuff. It was a weird timeline if you were following along. But I think at the time, Triple H was kind of like, quote, unquote, on the, you know, on the outs. Or he wasn't like the guy yeah, that was right. right. right? Like, he wasn't that's obvious. Right. But Duke, what yeah. do you think so far? Um seven months about now without Vince, six or seven months. Uh, you agree. It hasn't changed much, right?
1: Yeah. Um. I think the Triple H thing, I think it was just like his health because he had yeah. that little you know, like the little heart thing or whatever. So I think that is why we didn't really expect him to just jump in. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm still like nervous for him, honestly, like that's a very like stressful, you know, I I equate it to like being like an NFL coach where you're like just you work 16, 18 hours a day, you know, like the dude needs to rest and like Mm -hmm. not be stressed out all the time. But I don't know. I guess he's I guess he got cleared or whatever, but. Um, regardless of that I mean to talk about Vince because like we could do a show on Vince I think like what he's done for pro wrestling and mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at with it I remember the good times with Vince like I watch a lot of old school stuff and I'm like man like I love Vince you know whether it's him on commentary or him um, dancing like an idiot you know like whatever <laughs> it is like honestly like without vince mcmahon we're not doing this podcast i think that's fair to say Um, i'm a big comic book fan and i equate it to like stan lee you know Mm -hmm. like without stan lee i don't do what i do for a living you know like and uh vince means a lot you know to pro wrestling i think that being said a 70 year old man you know in charge of you know what's cool and what's not is ridiculous mm-hmm. so yeah. like you know it's a shame that he went out the way he did there are now rumors i guess that he's going to come back um i guess it's you know i think that'll
2: i think the kibosh will be whatever. put on that because he has our word our uh essay uh allegations against a past referee you know what i mean what is so, it
0: Yeah, there's some Uh, allegations. So Wall Street Journal, I think, are the ones that started this rumor that he's got the uh itch to come back, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, what Frank's referring to, I think, is allegations by a former ref. Was it a male ref? It was a female ref. Oh, Well, hey, you never know. Female ref, um, I believe, is now accusing him, right, of a little bit Mm -hmm. of a sexual
2: unsolicited. Oh, wow. And this is an accusation that happened in the 80s. Oh, oh, got, wow. oh, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and it got swept under the rug, oh, you know? okay. But yeah. like now, she's like, "Look, don't forget about me," because this happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And
1: I'm really surprised. Like, and listen, I'm not here putting Vince on a pedestal either. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I don't think he's a very good human being. But yeah, for you know what he did for professional wrestling, you can't deny it. Sports entertainment, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But I'm yeah. actually surprised that there weren't. There hasn't been more. Mm -hmm. about vince you know oh yeah like he's probably paid people off or you know something like i i remember the brooklyn brawler um they asked him if he was ever going to do a shoot interview and he's like why would i ever do that he's like that guy gave me everything Mm -hmm. you know and i'm sure that he has like that weird kind of loyalty like from some of these guys because oh yeah I would love to hear what the brawler has to say. He was there for what, 30 years, probably? Mm
0: -hmm. Brawler, Fink, Patterson, all those guys. You know, like I said, we can talk about
1: Vince for hours. I think to answer your question, though, like, no, I don't think much has changed. I know a lot of people are delusional saying that it's been better and blah, blah, blah. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I think it's Mm -hmm. just as unwatchable as it's ever been. And I try every week, you Mm -hmm. know, so.
0: Well, I think it's interesting that it was 40 years exactly. Like in 83, he basically bought Mm. the company. And it's just like weird how that works out, that it's um Mm -hmm. almost 40 years. We'll call it just under 40 years. But, you know, the fact that he's gone and it was like Stephanie, not Shane, that's kind of. Oh, yeah not like a bummer but you know we always i guess envisioned or anytime like oh that's gonna go to the sun you know it's like it's just amazing that she's always had i guess vince's um i guess uh good she's been on his good side right shane
1: really but shane was never really interested in doing that it always (laughs) seemed like you know Mm -hmm. like you would think that triple h you know triple h is a very i mean i think he's kind of polarizing you know I think he's polarizing to an individual like myself, who I love Triple H and Aaron, I hate Triple H, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. because I feel like he's held a lot of people down, but I feel like he has been super cool. Like he's been my favorite at times in wrestling. Um, But I don't, you would think a guy with so much like respect and knowledge of pro wrestling, you would think we would see Mm-hmm. more of that and i think there's flashes like there's some i have to give him credit like when he does something good like the importance of the u.s and ic titles i think are mm-hmm. are cool but besides that i mean you still have a lot of nonsense going on you know like if you watch smackdown this past week like it was like a i don't know yeah. christmas the holiday match bash or, yeah, match like whatever and, it Chris was miracle and on 30 I mean,
0: yeah same type yeah, of stuff I mean, that happened under the reins of McMahon. exactly
1: so like i don't really know what we're missing to where all these people are saying like it's better and it's different and it's blah, yeah. blah blah like i just don't get it
2: and in defense of stephanie taking over too she's always been like pretty good for business when you look at like her role like she's been in like in these high positions for a long time and that in that company where shane has like been in and out of the company you know he comes in trying to get himself over <laughs> you know remember the story of him wanting to yeah. win the royal yeah. rumble or whatever the fuck it was yeah. you know like he did, he, did he win some, that best wrestler of like, the yeah world? yeah best wrestler in the saudi arabia show oh whatever, yeah he sure does was, yep yeah which was and he wasn't even in the tournament he just right. was in the final or whatever um whatever like Shane always does some goofy stuff where I could see Vince being like, I can't let this kid ride my company. You know, Where like, meanwhile, I Stephanie's forgot about been, that. Yeah. Oh my yeah.
0: God. That, that, no, you're, bad. you're right about, it's maybe a thing with Shane where maybe he doesn't take it as serious. Maybe he's like, you know, a little bit uh, aloof, whatever it might be, but it's weird that, um, I not weird, but now we like Stephanie and triple H have in the range. This was, uh, what was the like 2001 or 2000 when they got together on screen and like, it was almost like prophetic here they are now running the show and it was just it's crazy and to your point duke um separating the man from the the art or the show or whatever you want to call it 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 is hard to do that we always knew vince is like not the best probably not the best guy you know Mm -hmm. what i mean by all for all intents and purposes all the stories you hear businessman yeah sure great businessman he gave us the wwf wwe but um Yeah, watching the old school stuff, it's it's hard to like it's hard to hate on that because he did kind of give us this product. But I don't know if we'll ever see him again. Uh, He like let me let me make that. He was on uh, SmackDown in a little speaking segment for John Cena's return, Mm -hmm. actually, like pre-recorded or whatever from way back when. So I don't think they're like Benoit. Like, yeah, yeah, they're not doing that. But right Mm -hmm. I don't think he would even accept a Hall of Fame induction, which is upsetting. Like, I'm sure he wouldn't even want that because he's always been a dude
2: that don't want the – at least he says he doesn't want the attention. But yeah, who knows? I mean, what for, seen... for a guy who doesn't want the attention, he sort of made himself and his whole ass family a focal point of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. You're right about that.
0: You know what I mean, though? So like, I don't know. The hall you know, thing, yeah. thing.
2: Mm-hmm. He's, he's
0: like, I don't yeah. want – Yeah, but we'll yeah he always
1: says he doesn't want people to thank him and blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. Right. But we'll see, man. Vince, um, it's, it's surreal. Uh, you know, when he passes, I'm sure it'll be even more bizarre, but now it's triple H's turn. And speaking about the hall of fame, though, the triple H uh, or Vince McMahon, potentially doing the hall of fame. I did want to mention undertaker going in the hall of fame. Cause his career much like Vince in WWE. looks like takers career in WWE is kind of over as, as far as like wrestling. He's never going to wrestle again. It looks like. And, um, we watched that I remember we were texting during that hall of fame because I was making a big deal about how like short some of the other speeches where the Steiners got like a minute and a half and you know what I mean? And then Taker went out and cut like a um, TED he talk. He had an open mic.
2: Yeah, I know. He had an open mic it's, you know,
0: he had the headset mic on. And um <laughs> I wanted to mention that at least because it was uh it's wild seeing all these guys, you know, like that we grew up watching.
2: I know exit. And I we, know, like I had to tell my grandfather, because my grandfather only knows two wrestlers and Undertaker is one of the them. Godfather I, know, or... I had to, yeah, the godfather and the Undertaker. It's <laughs> great. Uh, I had to tell him like, yeah, he's finally retired. He's like, man, you know, because he was still asking because he asked me. He was like, is that same guy still there? I was like, he just retired finally after all this time. I was a little kid finally. and he was watching Undertaker with me. You know? That's funny. He knows the Godfather,
0: but not like Ric Flair or or Hulk <laughs> no, yeah. Hogan. Didn't
1: you know? he say he was like, he's the guy with the ladies
2: or something? Yeah, yeah. He would be like, who's yeah. the, the guy that comes out with all the ladies? Yeah, like, the yeah, Godfather. He'd be like, that Godfather. <laughs> you know, the Godfather got over with the right crowd.
0: So he only knew the Bone Street crew, basically. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that's it. It was BSK for life.
0: BSK. But uh, I wanted to bring up Taker and those guys exiting. But how about someone? Duke, I don't know if you wanted to talk about Taker. If you do, feel free. Because it's, once again, a long, long run that uh, finally came to an end. Because he's come back so much yeah. over the last 10 years even for one shots. or. But he had that awesome cinematic thing with AJ Styles, which I thought was great um, during the pandemic. And now it looks, I mean, it's officially over for the dead man.
1: I mean, we'll, I'm sure, do a career retrospective of him at some point because he's just, I mean, you know, like I said about Vince, it's the same thing. Like, we could talk for literally hours about The Undertaker. So, I mean, it's definitely time. I think we'll all agree on that. Like, he he wrestled actually too long, in my opinion. A lot of, like, I mean, the Goldberg debacle, those guys could have really hurt each other, you know. I think he went out the right way with a guy that could make him look good like aj did Mm -hmm. you know and like the cinematic thing where they could you know reshoot if they had to and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but i mean you know obviously we wish him the best i mean that guy's a huge part of our lives you know for i guess 30 years you know like um yeah i mean i was him for halloween one year you know like (laughs) that he definitely like was I mean, I think you could even make a case saying he's like the goat, you know? Like, yeah, you have an argument. I'll I'll listen to that, you know? Um, So
0: I think the cinematic thing was so fitting too for him to go out, you know, for that character. I really, really loved that. So, yeah, the dead man exits, but someone who made the return, it's insane to even think that this guy was going to come back. It was only rumored, but Stone Cold, main eventing night one of wrestlemania i guess yeah and uh his opponent picked, I, I i apparently
2: <laughs> kevin owens Oof. well actually john kevin owens was picked because he started talking trash about texas oh that was, remember that yeah, he, yeah. don't badmouth te- texas yep. kevin owens was just the one who decided to do it
0: so that's all what it took all these years for some for cold yeah, to matter. you know who knew yeah so i i mean all these years it could have been cm punk it could have been <laughs> you know you name it this guy i mean it could have even been ah,
2: cm punk was fighting for that too like i forget that he was pushing for that match and it just it's didn't close happen, i felt know? like yeah, yeah. well I mean, you know that
1: it was not close of course it wasn't well they, they
0: had the 2k thing and they did the sit down interview
1: yeah, right that, that yeah, was I know what you're awesome yeah, yeah
0: that was so cool so
1: yeah, I
2: started like, to it wasn't believe really it. it wasn't really that close, yeah. but it felt closer than anything had up until then, you know. It
0: totally did. But yeah, no, instead Stone Cold came. They back. never, they just
1: never backed punk, you know, yeah, like no, sure. Right. I mean, I'm actually surprised that Kevin Owens got Austin because like I felt like Vince didn't really mess with Owens like yeah. that you know I think like, it was
2: if you remember his contract expired his contract was ending and there was rumors mm-hmm. of him going to AEW and oh, then all no. of a sudden then all of a sudden he signed with WWE and I think it was probably like a contractual thing like listen you're going to get a big mania you know what I mean and what a Kevin Owens you know he's not any kid from of his age is probably going to be like hell yeah I'm Fight Stone Cold you know what oh, I mean no. like, yeah. it, it, absolutely so it's, like I think that was all part of it because you looked at Sasha, she was similar, right? Like Sasha, her contract was up, and all of a sudden she's main event in WrestleMania with Bianca, you know, like she signed a new deal, main event WrestleMania. You sign a new deal, Kevin Owens, you you main event WrestleMania. I think it's just part of the bargaining, and yeah.
0: Kevin Owens being, I guess, like I guess you know what is over in 2022, right? Like I don't even know how to define that shit anymore. But if they're talking about a guy that can like bump around for him or take certain like a kind of brawling atmosphere. Whatever the reasons, um, you know, like we're not the biggest Kevin Owens fans here, so mm-hmm. I could just think of so many other guys in that company, um, that might have at least. Do you feel like that was a main event of night one, or is that a stupid question? Like,
2: I, I feel like it was a main event, and I thought it was fun. I did, though. I I felt like it was fun too. Like, yeah, as much as we hate on Owens, just seeing Austin, it just trumped everything to me. I know you guys were marking out for the Cody match that night and all that. And I do probably mm-hmm. think it was the best match. But oh, like yeah. in terms of like re-watching, like I'm here with like non-wrestling fans. Like we watched mm-hmm. that Austin awesome thing twice. <laughs> you know, and it was just like because mm-hmm. it's just it was fun. Seeing yeah. Austin's always cool. The crowd was eating it up.
0: Yeah. Surreal too. It was actually mm-hmm. surreal at times. Uh and it lasted a while. And it was an official match. Didn't so Vince had <laughs> Getting back to Vince for a sec, but like he had some overlap in there. Took that's right. The uh, <laughs> could you believe he took a worse stunner than he did? That's pretty incredible. Yeah, he took the ago.
2: worst stunner after he got a uh, he beat McAfee's ass like it right? was nothing. Remember that? Like Vince? Oh yeah.
0: McAfee
1: yeah, he, sold that stunner great. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was night two of WrestleMania. But yeah, yeah like right,
0: right, right. Yeah. That was night two. Austin he came and, back. He
1: and um Austin Theory sold yeah. it good too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our roadman's earned uh, still has a problem with McAfee losing to Vince.
2: He brings that up a lot. <laughs> Listen, I don't like McAfee being in there, like, at all, but, like, mm-hmm. then for him to beat Austin Theory and then for 78-year-old Vince McMahon exactly. to walk in and then kick his ass is like, come on, dude. You know, exactly. like, but Vince, Mr. Not Like To Be In The Spotlight, has to be in the spotlight, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, I like McAfee.
1: Like, again, middle of the card or something like that, you know? Like, I'm cool, but I don't think he should ever beat these guys, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, but Let's, I do think man. like I mean we've seen a lot of like celebrities like shit the bed, mm-hmm. you know, like and like him, I think, you know, his match was fun and like we talked about Logan Paul, like Logan Paul's a natural man, like mm-hmm. you know, like I don't want him in the main event, but the dude is a natural athlete, you know. The dis
0: the disruptor, they call him. <laughs> the disruptor, Logan Paul.
1: Uh, yeah. The uh, WWE calls him that.
0: Yeah, apparently he's oh, wow. the disruptor because I all guess right. he he um well he does disrupt the the normal uh pro wrestling scene if you will by coming in with all his uh YouTube follows and shit. But yeah, I don't know, man. If you guys want to get into the Logan Paul thing at all, we talked about it at length on our uh, yeah Crown I mean, Jewel the- review.
2: You can go back and listen to that. Yeah, he's a popular YouTuber. He's better than people expected in the ring. Still annoying as hell. <laughs> still don't want to see him it is i guess a big deal for them but well we I got a lot feet. of other
1: is probably more annoying than he is though. oh no doubt so,
2: fairness yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah. like and like i
1: mean logan paul is super annoying and he's just um yeah we don't really need to spend time on this we spent a lot of time <laughs> on the jewel, but yes yeah i mean go check that out if you want to hear us talk about it yeah you can definitely... just remember that we never said the guy wasn't talented Because a lot of people keep saying that we did and we didn't. So
0: we, we, we we got a lot of heat, um, especially on our Instagram about some of the stuff we said about Logan Paul, which was both complimentary and constructive criticism. But apparently people only concentrate on when you say like, I guess something they don't agree with. Right. That's really all it is. but yeah, you can go back and listen to that if you'd like, but Logan Paul, who knows, will he be back? Don't know. Don't really care. Uh, As far as Austin, and and that night, Frank, you touched on it. Cody Rhodes, before we talk about his return to WWE, the big return home, quote unquote, we got to talk about his exit because we haven't really touched on AEW yet in this 22, uh, 2022 year in review. But that exit from the AEW was very unexpected. I remember us all texting about it like the morning the, that news broke. It was like sort of, I think, rumored, but when it happened, we were all, you know, the sky was falling for me. Of course. Oh, yeah. For you, AW was dead. It's, it's, it was yeah, done. It's over.
2: The company's done. Six it's done. months.
0: It's over. But what, to my defense, just today, um, Tony Khan was saying how shit has been very uh, different for them since he's
2: since Cody's left. But whatever that. Yeah, because you got a you got a rat now influencing all these these p- other potential rats. Well, let's talk about the exit from uh,
0: AEW first, because like I said, it was surreal. I thought it was terrible as much as I'm a WWE, like, WWF guy. Like I wanted Cody there in AEW because it added so much credibility. It added I just felt like uh, so much to the shows. Do you remember when we talked about it at first or whatever, when when Cody finally left and like the weeks leading up, it was weird booking and kind of strange in and out with sammy and malachi but what Mm -hmm. do you remember about
2: cody's exit i remember cody you know the 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 thing i don't hate about cody is that he honored his contract like unlike some people right like he fulfilled his contract he was rumored to even be working without a contract those last several weeks and then leaving and um you know he definitely muddied up like the tnt title situation there toward the end because it was like going back and forth between him and sammy um I feel like you act like Cody was like the thing saving the show and all that, as if Cody wasn't gone for like months at a time, a couple of times, you know, whether he was filming something, you know, after when he lost, dropped the title to Brody and then he came back and won the title back from Brody instantly. You know, I just think Cody's like, I think he was good in his program, but I don't know like how much he offered like the whole show. Cause like, I don't feel like the show has gone bad. I feel like it's still the same show. Obviously, there's been locker room drama because of other people, you know what I mean? But, um, <clears throat> yeah, like you know, Cody going, it was a bummer to me. I was sort of salty, still am. I'm not even, not even sort of, I was 100% salty about it just because it's like, bro, I was there. We all saw it double or nothing. He's smashing the fucking throne, you know, he made it such a thing because you don't really hear the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega talk about WWE all like that, you know what I mean? Or take shots at it. Was Cody's the deal you know and he was supposed to be the leader of this change that he so my whole thing is it's like I get it you you go you do whatever you got to do you know whatever's best for you but it's like you don't have to like work me like that you know it's sort of like it's like (laughs) I'm, it's like you're in AEW dude Like it's like you don't have to ever even mention WWE and I still feel the same way you know like Mm -hmm. it didn't do anything it's not like we don't love the WWE even if we want some other show to do better than what they've been doing for the last 15 years Mm -hmm. so it's like I didn't need all that but when you're doing it it's sort of like okay I like it you know, you're like you're you're putting a stamp on like what your intentions are. And then he just goes back the the second he can, you know, and Triple H is his favorite wrestler suddenly. Um, like all this goofy shit. And the, my whole thing is like it just feels like Cody. He didn't want to have to compete with guys. You know, he puts himself in a weird situation where he can't fight for the world title. Then he's annoyed when guys who are going to be world title challengers, Ponks and Danielsons and Adam Coles or whatever, all these guys start signing. Cody, you know, packed the shit and went home as far as I'm concerned. Do you really
0: believe that, though, deep down? Like, that I do. He w- that he wouldn't yeah, want to. Um, 100%. So, like, do you think going to WWE and, like, he wants to win the WWE title and, like, main event versus Roman Reigns, wrestling Wait, and all you, that stuff, like, why would he you, be more. You
2: go there because it's guaranteed, right? You, you talk to the guys. Hey, we're going to give you the world title if you come here. Okay, I'm there. You know what so I mean? You think he other, hey, book I'm gonna himself, be If he yeah. didn't
0: book the, um, the world title thing in AEW, that... So it wasn't a matter of, I don't want to work with Punk or Brian. I'm intimidated. It was more like, you think that he booked himself into the corner with the...
2: Yeah, kind of. I mean, he makes silly decisions. You know what I mean? Like, he did that against even Tony Khan's wishes. But Tony Khan was like, okay, man, you know, we're going to let you not fight for the world title again for whatever reason, even though nobody's clamoring for that. Nobody was acting as if he was Triple H. He was treating himself like Triple H, you know? And like... He books himself into this silly situation where he has to fight these card guys and then he has to beat all these card guys like Malachi Black or like Andrade or like the like guys that people want to see actually get elevated and he did himself no favors. You know, he wanted, he had a very narrow state of mind in terms of what his storytelling was going to be. Couldn't pivot when things weren't going his way. It made the crowd resent him. And then he goes to WWE where he's like, oh, well, none of these people even know what I've been doing. Um, they're going to cheer me just because I'm this new guy. And Vince is going to give me the world title, you know, now that's up in the air. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if it paid off for him.
0: Well, I definitely want to talk about it a little bit, but Duke, um, I mentioned the stuff backstage or just the production. Like I thought Cody had his hands in a lot of stuff. At least that's what we're told. So when he left, I was worried it was going to kill their, just the vibe they had. Cause they were, they had a lot of momentum. And then I was saying he's the adult in the room. That was like my, Thinking, because he he seemed to take it so seriously, like Dusty, and then you know whatever happened after that's to be that's debatable if if what happened after with uh, Punk and the Elite would have happened if Cody was there. But what did you feel like seeing him leave AEW? Because you're a fan of AEW, you're a fan of Cody, like me. Like we're passionate about Cody Rhodes, pro wrestling we haven't really been into wwe so he's going back there maybe it's a reason to watch so what do you feel about him leaving and finally going back i mean it was bittersweet for me like i
1: definitely didn't want him to leave um i think like frank mentioned how he doesn't think that um you know the quality of the show decreased and you did at the moment and i think that's just because of what we like, you know. Frank, yeah. you're not a fan of Cody. I mean, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's a super fan of Cody. I love Cody, so we're going to get different perspectives like because what yeah. I want to see is different from what Frank wants to see like on Dynamite as far as Cody goes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so like I I certainly didn't want him to leave like but, you know, what are you going to do? Like the guy left, I'm going to support him. So I mean, surreal for sure like him showing up at Mania was surreal like um again it was just bittersweet for me like i'm i'm happy that he's still wrestling you know but um i would have preferred him you know in AEW i think and i think that the bucks and omega don't talk about WWE because they didn't experience it like cody mm-hmm. feels like and that's probably why i went back like kind of unfinished business like he felt like he never You know, made it like he thought he would or should, you know, and whether we agree or not, that's what I think, you know, Mm -hmm. like the unfinished business thing like Mm -hmm. Dusty never won the world title, he wants to win the world title, he talked about that, you know, like, so, I mean, I'm going to support Cody for sure, like I'm a fan of his, I would have preferred if he stayed in AEW. And as far as, like, the never fighting for the world title, we heard that before in wrestling. They could have easily yeah, gotten around that. Changer, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, it is yeah. what it is now. I'm I'm going to watch him. Like, he's one of, you know, on, probably less than a handful of guys that I would tune in for there. So, hopefully, he can
0: WWE. change things. I don't yeah.
1: think he
2: will, but... <laughs>
0: Well, I was of the belief. John
2: John thought he was going to come in and change the logo and the ring ropes and everything just because Cody showed up, you know, I always thought it was going to
0: be just an overall, uh, you know, (laughs) just like a a contagious thing of his his uh, coolness, but subjective coolness. But the thing about Cody is um, he has that Dusty like he's Dusty's kid and Dusty spent all that time in WCW and like the Booker. And I thought he was so interested in that um, sort of calling
2: so you I'm know what guys. i mean you just gotta accept that he's full of shit you know what i mean like everything he says you could pull break it into a million pieces because the story doesn't hold up any under kind of like scrutiny you know like everything he says like you could just be like oh but you said the fucking complete opposite when you were somewhere else you know he's like i welcome just welcome to pro wrestling though right i mean yeah yeah that's, for that's sure a Cody, cody's just uh one of these guys you know he's yeah. part of the circus you yeah, know? yeah 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 He he could he could put on a suit all he wants you know he's still a clown as far as I'm concerned
1: <laughs> but like you say a lot about like the crocodile tears and stuff like that yeah, and I disagree crazy. with that like yeah. I don't I don't think that he's full of shit like that when he gets out there and talks like that Bro,
2: when you watch guys like practice acting you know and they have when you have to make your cry they do a Cody dust <laughs> and then a yeah. fucking tear comes down you know and it's like
0: you're a fraud I would I would say he 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 tones it up a tiny bit but I'm sure deep down like you don't think he wants to sure. um, sort of sure. like you know what I mean yeah you know, live out his father's legacy. Obviously, he looked up to his I mean dad.
2: you want to live out your father's legacy, probably don't run back to the company that did everything they could to embarrass his legacy while he was there. You know what I mean? Know, like that's how that's I look true, at it.
0: but they do have like the Dusty statue. Stephanie seems to oh, and Triple yeah. H especially seems to love Dusty. Um, they do show him a lot of respect there. You gotta
2: think that like Triple H might show respect to Dusty, but when Cody signed the deal with them, he Triple H wasn't in the company, you right. know what I mean? So it's sort of like that's all. It's all sort of how it's worked out now. But like he was running back. I mean, like, you know, I don't well, know. Well, look, it to remains me, to be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And to me, like AEW, you know, we talk about it all the time, like we make the comparison just because they're the next biggest promotion is like of WCW. You know what I mean? And it's like it, to me, I thought he would want to run that company the way you said Dust did yeah. or you know, like all that stuff seemed like okay, and he's still part of the show and he could yeah. be in you know to Me, the AEW fit seemed to make more sense than going back to WB, where you're not gonna have much. We don't know what's his contract, right? But like you in theory, we always knew the buck stops with Vince. If Vince changes his mind tomorrow, the shit's over for you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so it just seemed like a backward step, other than they're gonna guarantee you a world title, and you probably get a fat ass check, right? So, oh, like yeah. you know, like other than those two, it was just like, what are you gonna because like there were he was gonna get a fat check t- as well in AEW, but oh yeah. I don't know. I think he wanted certain guarantees. And meanwhile, AEW is signing CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Adam Coles and whoever other 100 guys, oh, right? right? They right. signed, and it's sort of like, well, and they have one title. They only do four pay-per-views, you know? And Cody's looking at it and it's like, oh man, I'm not going to get the shine here with all these guys who can outshine me. Meanwhile, in WWE, we all know they have a handful of stars that are like worth, you know, like those tippy top spots. And then everybody else is sort of just like, well, we'll see what happens. So I just think he... Check like an easier route. As crazy as that sounds, right? Because WWE's always been like a difficult job to maintain. But um right, it's you know, watered it's watered you, down you, though. It's watered yeah, down in WWE. These, when you get when you get a contract that says exactly what you're gonna get, I
0: don't know. Well, we argued about or at least debated, um the, the whole adult in the room type thing, or if there was, like, any drama that led to his exit. They never really will ever probably say that. Who knows if if it was a difference of opinions creatively or whatever, because I was of the Well, there was the
2: drama about the Bucks, and remember, it was, like, the EVPs not getting along, and Cody yes, being a hot yes. man out. Like, there was, already, there was already rumors of that, you know? And then we'll get into it, I'm sure, but, like, the punk and those EVP things, like, maybe yeah. there is something to it, but...
0: Yeah, I want to Dude. get into that in a minute, but real quick, closing it out. Duke, like, So with Cody, what Frank was saying, running the second show, the second biggest promotion, maybe overtaking WWE or at least competing like WCW. Mm-hmm. And I saw Cody, of course, the bleach blonde hair or whatever, but like a sting, you know what I mean? Or like the guy to yeah. at least be yeah. semi main event, some shows, main event, mm-hmm. some shows, just, just be a part of that. And I was bummed out. The return was so cool. And seeing him in WWE, he's done... Great stuff with Rollins, uh, for sure. But beyond that, like the show is still the same. And we'll have to we'll have to see like all we could do now is I guess you got to accept it. Right. But Duke. Yeah. um, I mean, I don't think that they
1: I don't really think they were like, oh, Cody, come in and save our company. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that was the conversation. And I mean, we can talk about this all night, too. But I think the the one thing we'll all agree on is none of us want to see him go right yeah, yeah, you yeah. know like the thing yeah, is I, he's yeah, he left now no you're good um he left now so like this is what it is and i'm gonna watch this dude because i care
0: about him you know like yeah we all have different pa- like passions about the cody thing
2: some and you know like I mean? and i do want to make clear i like cody as a wrestler you know mm-hmm. like i think he's up there toward the top my well i would tell my buddy taylor because we were like the og like aw fans and we were like I would say Cody that year one, maybe even to year two, I was like, he's probably the best guy on the planet, you know, so it's not like I think he sucks or anything like that. Like, I, I think he's very good and I think he can cut a promo when it's the right situation. It's just, you know, I'm I'm butthurt about it just because I'm just it, it doesn't make sense to me. It's yeah. do whatever yeah. you got to do. But it's just all the build-up, you know what I mean? Because like Mm -hmm. as an AEW like diehard, it was like, well, you did that. It was almost exclusively Cody, you know what I mean? So it just makes me feel some kind of way. Now it's like, now I don't care for him. But that's how I am. Like, if I don't care for you, I don't even have to watch you wrestle, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, that's where Cody lives in my head now. So it's just like, it is what it is.
0: Duke said it, it, bittersweet is the best way to put it. I don't count it as a a win for me. Like, I would rather him in AEW. Like, that's just me. But... Well,
1: Talk- I mean, when you think about it, sorry, no, no, um, no, no.
0: like where are the more
1: interesting matchups, yeah. you know, like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely W, you know, like what's intriguing about Cody Rhodes in WWE, you know,
0: like the moment we will eventually hopefully get right. That's well,
1: yeah, when he wins the Royal Rumble
0: this year at number 27 and then right. goes on to
1: dethrone Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and look, of look, if
0: he's on top. Like, I'm going to obviously be tuning in as the guy, but like the rest of the show, it's not going to fall in line. Like, we're still going yeah, yeah, to yeah. cherry pick just the Cody segments. Right. Yep. Um. But getting back to uh, Cody leaving the adult in the room, all that conversation, the shit that ended up happening with CM Punk and the Elite. We have to talk about that in this little uh, 2022 year in review, because we did talk about this ad nauseum for sure like you can probably find this in most of our episodes at some point we get into this conversation about cm punk the human cm punk the uh you know the drama the shit stirrer or cm punk the truth teller the elite being immature whatever you want to however you want to kind of frame it um now that it's all these months later frank
2: we're still holding out hope this is an angle right mm, yeah 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 still <laughs> he's gonna come back them ftr versus the elite they're gonna win the trio's title and uh yeah i don't know no i'm this that's what we're hoping for that's what i'm hoping for still man just because i just feel like you guys are such dumb fucks if you can't work this out but before we get into all of that nonsense i want to say cm punk winning the world title you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. those moments you know we were like there we were there yeah me and john were there him winning the world title i felt like i manifested it because the day hangman won the belt i was like Punk, punk versus Hangman for the belt in Vegas because we already knew we yep. were going to go to that show, you know? And we are like, I was like, I hope that happens. And it all worked out. And we, we popped, well, I popped for Punk winning the yeah. title, you know, like in Vegas. Everybody else around me was cheering for Hangman. We were Hangman. But like, yeah, all that stuff. It was a great moment, great moment. Yeah, you know, and then like, unfortunately a couple of days later, I was also in attendance at the forum in Inglewood to watch dynamite and where he injures himself, you know, and it makes him, I was also there for the rampage when he announced the injury and was, or wasn't going to vacate the title. You know, it's like all of those It's like this weird chain of events that led to him coming back, getting the title back and then having that match with moxie and getting injured again, which results in this blow up with the EVPs out of nowhere, seemingly really. Cause we thought everything was good, I guess, you know, and, um, the injury, yeah, then... the
0: injury with um, that happened in the match with Moxley, the, the press conference, the post-match mm-hmm. scrum, whatever you want to call it. That's when he started to let loose and drop all these insane amounts of, uh, you know, insults and truth, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Tony Khan, right next to him. We talked about this shit <laughs> so much, but Duke, um, what a moment! Do you we think, think this bad, is an we're angle? Gonna think We're
2: going to remember this shit forever. The the the, the brawl out, the fallout. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Is there so is is this an angle like still are we uh holding out that hope i i in wrestling i'm just gonna hold out the hope i mean i i don't think
1: so like my gut says no but i I mean i want to believe you know (laughs) like (laughs) i certainly want to believe like with you guys like because it is i mean it's money you're printing money like you know like Frank said, him and FTR take take on the elite. Like, let's fucking go. Dude, like I've been talking dead. about the elite versus. F- I'm sorry, the Young Bucks versus FTR. I want to yeah, have you've been a wanting fucking that year feud. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why these guys aren't feuding. It doesn't. Yeah. They feuded on Twitter for a fucking year.
2: It's like, weird. I don't right? get it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, so it's weird. Strange. I mean, they don't want to work I wonder, together.
2: I wonder if it's the Young Bucks and like and that you know because the Young Bucks have stroke. Yeah, I and wonder like, if they don't fuck happen. with yeah. them. Like if yeah. they wow. don't
1: like them or something. It's very it's strange.
2: Crazy. I talked about um, t- Let let's you... And then they had a great match. Sorry, John, but uh, then yeah, they had, no, when they yeah, did have it. Was did, great. Yeah. It was great. Like, it, oh, awesome. it may have not lived up to expectations right. of years of shit talking, but it was still like the best tag team match they, that year. Here,
1: ready? Was, you know? They've worked with the Briscoes yeah. more than they've worked with the Young Bucks.
2: Mm-hmm. What the hell sense is that? And then you look at those Briscoes matches three of the best tag team matches you'll see. Yep. And it's like, imagine, get the Young Bucks in there. because yeah. like, we they, If FTR aren't the best tag team in the world, it's the Young Bucks, and vice yep. versa. You know yep. what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about the <laughs> yeah. tag team situation. Totally. And then it's just like, dude, just make this happen. And then we were we for in that match. I guess FTR, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always FTR. Because I'm not crazy about the Young Bucks. I do respect, I think they're very okay. good and all mm-hmm. that. I like the Young Bucks, but I'm not like fanboy of the Young Bucks. I like Kenny Omega a lot, but not more than Punk, obviously. So, you know. I've That's become, I've become
0: a Young Bucks uh, fanboy, but mm-hmm. Duke, I was talking last week about selling out like a 40,000 stadium or 40,000, 30,000 person stadium or, you know, AEW having a WrestleMania, like whatever. Punk versus Omega main event. You can um, sell definitely. out 30,000, don't you think? No, oh, I, I, I think so. I yeah. believe so. Like
1: yeah. I could see people like traveling for that man exactly you know what i mean like cross country like yeah yeah england like whatever. yeah yeah coming from japan dude it can happen love kenny you know what i mean and that's why
2: i started with these guys would be morons to not it's true the right thing right listen man
1: like yeah i know punk is a fucking (laughs) he's difficult yeah he's yeah like we love him We've all, you know, I mean, certainly you and I, Frank, mm-hmm. love yeah. punk. I'm a little um, harder
0: on him, but I do love yeah. the guy. and I mean, uh, pro wrestler punk.
1: But I just emotionally, you know, yeah. he's immature. Know. and
0: What's going he, on with him, man? You got to, I mean, maybe it's con now. I mean, maybe my Tony man should Khan, go to like, therapy. It helps, you know what man. the thing
2: too is with him? Also, like, I think he thinks he's right often. And like, I don't know that I disagree. He might be right most of these with most of his sure. arguments, you know, but it's just like, you got to. Time and place it, you know, like it's right man, after like the paper deal, really, With the press, I mean, is not it. It yeah. seems
1: like you know when he left, you know, and I don't want to spend too much time yeah, on yeah, this because yeah. we've <laughs> talked so yeah, much cool. about Punk, cool. But like when he left the WWE, you could tell, like he was just he hated hated it, you man. know, and like he came back, and it's like. He's smiling. It looks like he's having fun. And like, it was a successful
0: you, run. Like, you have it to was. Believe, it was it
1: But my point is, you have to believe that, like, he doesn't want that to end like yeah. that, you know? Like, I hope so. so not, hopefully, man. yo, hopefully, we're this is Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler, man. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he went to Tony Khan. He was like, yo, dude, I fucking, I got hurt. Yeah. How I'm quick gonna on his feet these with that guys. Opinion, though, like... Yeah. I'm going to bury these guys in the scrum. Mm-hmm. and like you know yeah I mean, that's the
2: thing if he knows he's injured for a while you know your body when you're like oh this is a bad yeah. one. you see nfl players cry when they yep, know it's yep. a bad one you know yep. and it's like if he knew it was a bad one and they were smart enough to pull that off that would be amazing you right know after you the, like, the foot injury like, the thing too, is so.
1: i could probably get like info on this like i, I really could you guys know how <laughs> but like i kind of don't want to no let us yeah. believe you know man. like let us hold uh, yeah. out
0: this is pro wrestling. Um, this
2: is for sure is the most the, interesting.
1: Yeah, things. and it's the good thing to be surprised, mm. you know. Yeah, that's yeah,
2: why I the
0: sure. damn sheets. And I want to talk. It, oh, go ahead, Frank.
2: I'm I'm just saying, like, if we're watching whatever <laughs> the next pay-per-view is and his music hits, I would lose my oh, yeah. fucking mind. Lose your- I'd lose yeah. my mind. 100%. We're right back in nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: so come on, punk. And all the guys, elite, but to talk about punk a little bit more with the 2022 wrap up we have to at least touch on the stuff he did with mjf because before uh, bef- yeah before all the uh, injury stuff and all that he had this epic epic amazing feud with mjf and we'll talk a little bit at the end maybe if you guys want about matches or feuds from this year but this one i wanted to get into now really quick because um it was the best At least for me, one of the best feuds of the year. And Mm -hmm. they told the story over a few shows, um, a few months, and they got personal. It was some of MJF's best work. Obviously, you put him in there with Punk. It was definitely Punk's most memorable thing he Mm -hmm. did in his run for me. Um, But what you guys, because it ended with the doll collar match, and it was brutal and awesome. Great match, but uh, I just wanted to at least bring that up. So, if you guys have any, no, I think
2: that's probably the best storyline AEW's ever had, maybe you know, like if you think about everything, I mean, the hangman journey to the world title is up there because that was such a long ordeal and little details throughout the years. But, like, in terms of just like a regular program that we're used to in pro wrestling of a couple of months, a few months two top guys cutting vicious promos. The moments at the pay-per-view were awesome. You know, punk coming out to old music, old gear, it just everything leading up to that. And the nature of the match being ultra violent, the settle no one could go anywhere. You know, I, Maxwell's really little um, yeah. Maxwell's promo where he was mm-hmm. kind of making you feel bad yeah, for him. Maybe, Remember yeah, that? Which, yeah. Which I didn't buy for <laughs> even a split second, but, but I get it. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like, all of that like it was so good like the whole build was so good and i think the right guy won obviously they were leading to punk you know getting to a title shot and mm-hmm. it all worked you know to me it was so i think like the worst um part of like this incident with punk and him not being in the company is like this uh people like rewriting history as if it was like this botched comeback or whatever nah, it, was, like, bullshit. No, it, it was the best anybody was doing in that company for a year and then unfortunately it ended short you know and it's like it didn't and the way we all hoped, but it was like it was a great year and MGF, CM Punk was like the highlight of that, his whole year in the company and the year of AEW for me.
0: I thought the the uh run for punk, I was a little hard on it at times that he was like kind of on rampage fighting this guy, that mm-hmm. guy, right? But they really mapped out the run, I think, pretty strategically yeah. in hindsight, right? Like they were yeah. they were going in waves, and when Punk kicked it into high gear, like after like I remember a Lee Moriarty match or whatever it was, it was like they switched to the MJF stuff, and he went into like super high gear of the best of best of Punk. We're getting, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But Duke, do you recall? Obviously, you recall it was <laughs> fucking five months ago. This this rivalry with MJF. <laughs> um, do you feel like it was one of the greatest feuds in AEW history? oh yeah for sure um cool man it i mean i i think Cody and Dustin be, i thought was short-lived but it was yeah cool. but that
1: wasn't it didn't yeah, that was the, over by
2: show one yeah, right? yeah exactly, exactly. It didn't have yeah. the
1: longevity i mean we've talked a lot about MJF too like i mean i think his storytelling you know his feuds are like you know one of the best you know He probably has the best feuds in AEW, I think, overall. So, yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. their feud was awesome. Definitely memorable moments. Like you said, like, I remember, you know, marking out when he came, when Punk came out to AFI. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I feel like a lot of fans didn't know what that was, though, and that kind of sucked. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw um, that recently. I saw a thread and people were talking about like they didn't even know what the song was or like, Yeah, oh, that's a bummer if you don't get it. But if you yeah. know, it's another level. Him coming out in like the basketball shorts, you know, it was mm-hmm.
1: cool. All um, the
0: callbacks, yeah,
1: yeah. It's just yeah, that feud was awesome, and um, it's just a shame how it ended. You know, like I said, we've talked about it so much. You know, we have a whole episode on Punk. Yeah, but, but I remember it's just punk. unfortunate that it ended like that. Hopefully, it's not the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. hopefully not. I remember Punk calling uh, MJF a less famous Miz. It <laughs> <That laughs> was a hell of a, a dig That that's kind of, um, I don't <laughs> know, sort of coming to, tr- to reality with some of the MJF stuff lately. But uh, speaking of MJF, and I wanted to talk about the fact that he became world champion in 2022. It was more recent towards the end here. But the guy he beat, I wanted to just bring up Moxley because I think he had a hell of a year after coming back from, you know, rehab and battling some of his own personal stuff. One of my favorite guys, I know you guys have grown to love him. Um, And I just wanted to at least mention the run he had in 2022. Like, that's the stuff he put out, the the quality, the diversity of his uh, matches and stuff like that, and putting over MJF at the end there. But Mm -hmm. even in the midst of that, having stuff with Punk, it's like dream match type of shit that, Mm -hmm. you know, not the best in ring, but... What do you guys think
2: of Moxley's 2022? I think Moxley should have been PWI's number one this year. I don't know where he ended up ranking. I didn't follow. Like, I just saw that Roman got number one. And obviously what Roman's doing is epic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if you look at, like, the year of Roman, it wasn't necessary. It's kind of standard fare for Roman of the last two years. But Moxley, like, he had multiple title reigns he carried that company on his back when guys like punk couldn't stay healthy or guys like mj ever causing trouble you know whatever the issue is moxie was the the only person who was constantly there putting out banger matches he made wheeler Yuta a star in yeah. overnight yep you know what i mean like he had matches and he's done that with several guys where he's given them the rub in their matches like really hard fought matches um you know he, he had he had the matches he had the promos he had the the world titles he had to me he had everything that goes like that's your that's your wrestler of the year yeah. but you know whatever roman had a crazy year as well historically and from a historical context just you know? real so,
1: quick moxley yeah. number 12 12 <laughs>
0: crazy that just, is criminal that's, that's
2: disrespect yeah, just that's, behind
0: yeah. just behind shingo uh takaji <laughs> yeah. yeah and jonathan gresham at number 10 to give so, you an
1: idea bro. of how ridiculous this list is bobby lashley's at number five. Oh, yeah
0: Man. so i didn't even realize it was so bad like i didn't yeah, pay attention you know, I know what i think they do it. because i've heard about like i've actually heard them break down the pw500 yeah. over the years it's all a matter of so it's almost like mvp in nfl or nba like the months that moxley put in i guess he came back a little bit towards mm. the middle of the year so they like yeah, take yeah. away points for your missed time Damn
2: corny yeah
0: you know what i mean so maybe that's why but fuck that i mean i I agree
1: with you though frank like i mean talk about an mvp he was the mvp of the year in my opinion and like i wasn't ever a dean ambrose fan like at all so like this dude like it's not like i'm looking through this with like Mm -hmm. my dean ambrose glasses on I, i mean that guy i said it before like you know you mentioned punk wrestling on dynamite john like it's because these guys want to wrestle and mm-hmm. they want to wrestle these young guys and like i think that's fucking cool mm-hmm. i remember moxley fought on a dark man yeah. like and i was like that's just so awesome brian dan brian danielson fought on dark like under a mask like <laughs> yeah 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 you know just because he wants to wrestle wrestling. and like that's what i love to see you know like They still, after, you know, 20 years, whatever it is in the business, like they still love wrestling. Mm -hmm. And like, that's why I love Moxley.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very um, diverse. Like I said, the kind of matches he was having all over the world, all over the, not Mm -hmm. just in AEW.
2: Yeah. That's the other thing. I saw him at a New Japan show that I went to at the Los Angeles Coliseum, you know, and he was in a match, you know, it's just like, it's, it's cool.
0: Yeah, and I mean some of the stuff that's it just gets forgotten. But like even before the Blackpool Combat Club formed, remember him and Danielson had these like knockdown drag out matches uh in like the tournament of champions or whatever it was. And man, like they were just um once again dream matches. And then they end mm-hmm. up creating a dream stable that yeah, I want to talk exactly. about real quick because mm. the Blackpool Combat Club with Regal coming in, another big moment in 2022. Oh yeah. This cool ass stable that Duke, you said is like a video game creation. Um, we got it. I think it's still going, you know, somewhat. They, still,
1: they called him that this past week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. But um, what do you guys think real quick of Regal's you know, brief six month stint in AW? Do you think he uh he elevated these guys and helped
2: help things? I think so. I mean, I think Regal is so valuable to any company, like wherever he's at, he's gonna bring value. Um, and he you know, just Just for these, especially a a crew of young people. That's why he's so good in NXT, right? It was like all these young guys, and that's all AEW is—is just a group of young dudes with a few vets trying to make this something. Mm -hmm. And You bring in a brain like his, it adds instant credibility. When he came out at that pay per view, whichever pay per view it is, I don't remember, but um, I popped like crazy, and my buddy didn't even know who he was, you know, because it was just like, dude, I was like Regal being here—that's good for them, you know. Like, and him being on screen was just fun to see him because he's obviously money on the mic he could you know cut the he's not wrestling anymore but his promo work and just the believability that he has like that he adds to any crew like the backpool combat club obviously they're all great but regal being like the leader just made him feel like oh they're gonna push your shit in you know and it's just he just adds that extra layer and i'm sad to see him go you know but obviously that shows how respected he is that triple h it wanted him back immediately tony khan was like whatever you want to do you know what I mean like just because the guy is so respected so I love that move by them bringing him in I think it was very uh you know forward thinking Unfortunately, it didn't last if Vince doesn't you know go out in the flames maybe he is in AEW for a while you know but that's true things worked out the way they worked out
0: it was a revolution I believe revolution 2022 Mm -hmm. so um that's where eventually Regal uh, came out after the Moxley Danielson match, but we did talk about Regal uh, a lot recently. I think as well, yeah. just talking about his his uh, return at WWE. But I did want to mention the Blackpool Combat Club because Duke, you were all about that stable, right? Still are.
1: Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Um, um, like Frank mentioned, how they elevated
1: Will or Yuta. You know, yeah. um, the only thing about Regal, it, it's weird because like Regal's so old school. Mm -hmm. And he's absolutely invaluable, but I just I don't like I watch NXT and I'm like, what are they going to do with this guy? Because it's it's so like corny, like Mm -hmm. NXT, like and I'm wondering just like what they're going to do with Regal, because like I think he's just too cool to be there. Hopefully he can show these guys, you know. Do you think he's working Something. in NXT
0: again, or because he got I don't a know.
1: vice president I, role, whatever that means, of the company? Oh, okay. I I don't know. I mean, good for him. Like, obviously, we're all fans. I just I don't know. I I agree. Like, he's invaluable. But like, what the hell is he gonna do there when it's just such a just circus? I guess you know. Yeah. It's like you have all this nonsense going on. Like, let's you know. Regal, what do you think? Uh, we're gonna have the new day come out of a present dressed as nutcrackers. Like, what, what do you think about where should we go yeah. from there? You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. preposterous. He, to he's me. gonna like, say,
0: I'm gonna have them go, um, piss in, in their teacup over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. since I did that 25 years ago, yeah, but I, guess. I don't no, know. No, I don't know. I think Regal, um, his son's there now, right? Yeah, that's, Yeah, apparently, that's the yeah. big thing, yeah. So, that could yeah, be, I mean, we're,
1: we're certainly not gonna say anything bad about the dude, we all love Regal. <laughs> Mm -hmm. We wish him the best. I just, you know, it sucks because the Blackpool Combat Club was super cool, and like I liked him at as the figurehead. You know, like the uh, because Moxley's nuts. You know, like Mm -hmm. he always was like calming everybody down. It seemed, you know, so
0: well. You know, guys come and go in the wrestling business. It was like a five month run or whatever it was with Regal. It it, was nuts. Like it, yeah. It seems like longer but shorter Mm -hmm. too, right? You know, like. It'll always be remembered. It's a moment, like, you know, if they have these AEW best ofs 10 years from now, like that's going to be in there. His uh, return or his debut and the Mm -hmm. formation of the Blackpool Combat Club. So it's a part of history. I think it was cool. Um, And I did want to mention one more thing really quick about AEW, at least moments or things that were memorable. And then we can uh, shift over a little bit into WWE. But I wanted to mention Hook because that's like a, a guy who, a monster. It came. It, it kind of came out. I know where the ground swell or whatever. But I remember being in, in AC at the uh the old whatever the old Trump Plaza for their AEW show, and this dude got the loudest reaction of the night. <laughs> first like this is a show with Punk and and all these guys, and um I just wanted to mention him and and oh and a lot of the young and up and comers from AEW in and, and WWE if you could think of any because I think. If anything, the wrestling business, um, it should be setting themselves up for the future. Mm-hmm. And they don't always do that. Like companies, oh, yeah. they they fumble. They drop the ball on that. But what do you guys and think? WWE
1: of... hasn't done that for years. I know. That's been they issue. Why they're, right? yeah. yeah, that's why they're in the fucking position that they're in. They pick one guy mm-hmm. and that's it. John and Cena that's... was and, the and... guy. Mm-hmm. And now Roman Reigns is the guy. Mm-hmm. There's their one guy.
2: Mm hmm. So and that's why the wrestling business as a whole has been in a weird spot, right? Because they were the show. And like mm-hmm. now with AEW, at least you have another option where you're seeing young guys, Jungle Boys. MJF yeah. is the fu- MJF is the champion. Hangman was a champion. You know, you're seeing like these younger guys, you know, get their shine and really come into their own, you know. And um, WWE, listen, WWE has plenty of young talent that can be these guys. I think Austin Theory is very good. You know, yeah. like, I think they have guys over there that are like, you could, but do they, are they willing to position them in those spots is the issue with WWE, right. where we're A-W seeing AEW does yeah. a good job of mixing
0: yeah. the old mm-hmm. with the new and giving the rubs. Yeah. I think they yeah, do a exactly. really good job of that.
2: Yeah. Like I AW mean, has their guys, whether we like them or not. Right. When I say that, me and Duke, Sammy Guevara, you know, mm-hmm. he's put in lots of big spots, you know, obviously Jungle Boy, Darby, Darby, mm-hmm. like Darby's a guy like in WWE, he'd be a manager or something you mm-hmm. know and like or not even in be the a company. comedy act i think <laughs> yeah exactly you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah 24 like 7 mm-hmm. king or something like that Darby they'd I. probably
0: kill it on merch in wwe yeah. for him i'll give them that credit they'll Maybe, probably yeah. like make him all these like ridiculous yeah. uh merchandise but like but...
2: but like we see these guys like we just saw a little mini program and it was mjf and ricky starks who mm-hmm. outside of the aew sphere they're not well, these well-known names that like mm-hmm. Vince is not going to get behind these two unknowns holding his world title and winning right. his battle Royals or whatever it is. And just running the show for, even if it's only a few weeks, you know, and like AEW has done a real good job, like setting themselves up for the future. Definitely. You know, like I think they have plenty of talent that's going to keep them when people are like, they'll be done in a year or whatever. It's like, there's no chance, you know, cause they have lots of good young guys and a lot of money, but, WWE, we'll see if triple h because he's bringing in all his nxt guys you know which was the younger show whether or not the guys he's bringing over are the goods when we see guys like uh top dollar or you know what i mean like <laughs> any of these kind of goofs maybe that stuff isn't the greatest but we'll see if he's smartens up he's getting like, young get guys in right young... triple yeah h, exactly is
0: supposedly getting the guys he wants in there to yeah. position or something but we'll see duke... if those are just the right guys right duke i was meant frank mentioned wheeler yuda uh, I mentioned Hook. I also will throw in Daniel Garcia in there, yeah, exactly, Good who way. had a great, great match um, with Brian Danielson this year. But it's what's cool about AEW is like when Will we oruda was doing that shit with MJF, like it was clearly not his wheelhouse, yeah, uh, like. No yeah. pun intended. But it, like they mm-hmm. quickly pulled him out. And like he's been actually much better since that they're just like letting him ease into it. So mm-hmm. I'm still buying, you know, stock in Wheeler to Duke. What do you think about all these young guys that AEW? And I guess you could throw some WWE guys in there if you can, but like guys that are now featured in 2022 that maybe weren't before. I mean, I think
1: that like Frank mentioned, like there's a lot of talent available, how they use it is up to them you know like i mean i think i've probably talked about chad gable once a oh, week since God, we've been doing it. this and i mean the guy literally is the guy that loses to the new guy that shows mm-hmm. up on the show that week you know mm-hmm. like he he whether it's him by himself or him with otis in a fucking handicap match like mm-hmm. if you're in a handicap match that's the kiss of death oh, yeah. sure. like, you you never recover from that so to me like It's like the Dolph Ziggler thing where I'm like, oh, man, maybe Dolph will be something someday. Nope. Chad Gable's not going to be shit. They'd rather push this new guy, Gable Steveson. Yeah. Who's an Olympic athlete that looks like garbage, Mm -hmm. that has no charisma. When Mm -hmm. they have this dude that's in shape that has charisma, you know, it's just I don't know, man. Maybe he's a nice fucking guy. Maybe he's not mean enough to get over, Mm -hmm. you know, like. There's a lot of young town in both companies, whether they use it or not. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. AEW for sure is better at it, I think. Like Frank mentioned, like Ricky Starks and MJF, like it seems like now they're going on to MJF versus Brian Danielson. And like, I'll be honest, like, I am way more interested in Ricky Starks versus MJF than yeah, I am Ryan mm-hmm. and him, you know, yeah, like it's crazy, right? So yeah, it is what it is. I will say this before we move on from AEW. I am thankful for AEW because if not for AEW, I probably wouldn't be watching wrestling anymore.
2: Amen. to that. That's I'm my like, biggest thing about AEW. Yeah. It's like just with you two, right? Because like we we've been friends for years, whatever. Yep. But we would text ultra sporadic sparingly you know what i mean yeah you know like i would get drunk and try to facetime yeah exactly or and like you know and like i'm just a bad texter so Mm -hmm. like if you you text me i answer if you don't text me i just don't think of it you know so like we that's how we all communicated that way it'd be like i'm coming home john he's like oh sick you know or whatever Mm -hmm, the case mm -hmm. and i would always just surprise drop into the store or whatever without telling him (laughs) but this shit aw specifically right because WWE hadn't gone anywhere aw got us talking through texts more Mm -hmm. often and then next thing you know we're in a group chat and all debating arguing arguing all the fun stuff yeah all this stuff and then next thing you know we're doing a show and we're like you know all that stuff as like i a tribute to AEW's rise, yeah, you for know? sure. So like, it has like There's this definitely. ultra special spot yeah. in my heart. Like, you could say yeah. whatever you want about the show, but I'm like, yeah, but I got the boys back. It together, did. absolutely, you know? and like, yeah. you can't sight of that. Yeah. I haven't Zern. talked to I haven't talked to Zern in ten years, you know, because yep. like I've lived out here for nine years, but I went to Florida for school. I haven't talked or heard from Zern and like, you know, now we're texting every now and then, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's cool, you know, that's great. No, for sure. I said, if
1: that's the one thing that we get from this, Mm -hmm. like I get to hang out with my buddies, you know, whether it's through FaceTime or I'm sorry, Zoom, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't have Mike's info. I didn't have a number for him. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Zern. You know, we're talking to, you know, you met Ed, John. Mm-hmm. one of our mm-hmm. listeners ed like you got to meet ed you know Shout so it's just ed. cool like it's yes. just i know we sound negative sometimes yeah. but it's just it's the passion because uh-huh. we love this and we want it to be good that's all yeah, yeah. so thank you aw because without you this isn't happening right
0: now sure. so 100 aw i'll i'll just amen to all that stuff you guys said i'll second that stuff but seeing it live Mm-hmm. I have been to WWE shows. The last one I went to was with Duke in 2015 or 16. It, I said, I don't think I can go back to another wrestling show. <laughs> we literally didn't go back to another and WWE we didn't. one. No. And then I got the itch because uh, I was very interested in AEW. Saw it live in AC. And then I was like, this is just all the good things you want in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it really did rekindle my love for wrestling. So as much as I'm hard on it, mm-hmm. it is because we're passionate. Plus, mm-hmm. we're like sitting here bullshitting. We're critiquing it we're mm. um, sizing it up but yeah no i'm super happy we're all talking and whenever, whenever we feel like uh these like doing these shows like you know we got to talk about current stuff without aw no, I mean, good. how much yeah. current stuff we'd be getting into right yep. yeah for sure so but nah, yeah for sure because AEW.
1: we don't want to sit here and be negative you yeah. know like we're not negative people it's just like we mentioned before we're going to be honest so like if Mm -hmm. we have this platform we're not going to bullshit you guys that are listening you know Mm -hmm. um and we try to see the good and stuff you know but sometimes stuff's just not for me like maybe the wwe's just passed me by personally you know like that happens in life you you go through changes in your life and like you might get new friends and stuff like that because you don't really have the same interests anymore, whatever it is. And like, maybe WWE just passed us by.
0: Yeah. But I think I'm in denial about that till this day, you know, and I might always be, but, um, you know, we still cover it from time to time for sure. We got the Rumble coming up. But yeah, I'm super duper happy we do these shows. And um, I wanted to mention real quick because the young guys that we were talking about in AEW, I was just looking up at some of the uh, WWE guys that Triple H brought back. Johnny Gargano going to be 37.
2: Oh, wow. yeah. Uh, yeah. No spring chicken. Actually. So it's like yeah. no spring.
0: Ch- so like whatever Triple H is He's not the barrel
1: that guy. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah. A fun-loving he's a fun loving guy now. He's
0: a chuckler. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about really quick before we move on. Well, oh. we can move into uh, WWE a little bit because I wanted to talk about all these returns in WWE. Just for 2022, we have to mention them. We had the return of Bray Wyatt, Johnny Gargano, who I mentioned, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross, Dexter Loomis. Gallows. Is and that a
2: return, though, Dexter Loomis? Because he. <laughs> oh i you don't know. know is it yeah yeah because <laughs> he was on nxt he i think he got let go well he did get let go yeah, yeah. he did get let go right. but i was just like i don't know that it was so anticipated he just showed that's up That's because
1: he you up. didn't care
2: okay maybe yeah <laughs> yeah that's true hit,
0: hit row i i i'm running out of all the <laughs> nxt returns well yeah. the best thing about hit row is in aew right now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true worse. true yes um who was the other one um candace candace loray uh Tegan Knox. Yes. Possib- possibly Yeah. Uh, Frank's like maybe. <laughs> Tegan Knox.
1: Um, oh, don't forget those.
0: Uh Eo
2: sky what? I don't
1: even know what they're called. Yeah, what are they called? Damage, damage control, control, bro. Yeah. Well, oh, sky
2: was still with the company. She's okay, moved bed. up to the Dakota main, the Kai. Other, the, Dakota Kai, yeah. Dakota Kai got Let go and then similar names. Mm-hmm.
0: I had to bring up all those returns. The main one being Bray Wyatt. We saw his return in 2022. Another guy we talk about a lot recently. But since we're gonna get into a little bit of WWE, um You know, we've been almost on the money with the Bray Wyatt thing, right? Like we're like, okay, if he's given full reign, you're not David Lynch or you're not whatever. Yeah. yeah, We're going to see you fall on your face. Some people love this shit. I don't know how many people hate it, but I know we're not really on board with it. That the uncle howdy stuff is starting to literally show its face on Smackdown. Um, they mixed in LA night, regardless how you feel about him. Um, bray wyatt's back in wwe
2: so far great at frank uh (laughs) f minus and 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 listen and i like bray and this is and i'm happy for him i'm sure he got a fat ass check to come back um Mm -hmm. it's it's the right place as even though it's not working out as so far as far as i'm concerned it's the right place for him he he wouldn't have really felt right in AEW. there's nowhere else for his style of work so like I think it's the right place I'm happy for him I was happy to see him back just how they're going about it makes me feel like Vince was probably right about the guy and like in at least in certain aspects right where it's like they were saying he was difficult to work with because he was so passionate about his character work or whatever it was and Vince just kind of gave up on that and just said he's not worth the effort the headache and then Triple H brings him back and you're watching this shit how long has he been back has it been three months it's yeah, been a couple of that. months about that. yeah and it's like he hasn't stepped foot in a ring I know we were just talking before the show about him in uh, doing a dark match somewhere but like yeah. he hasn't made his anger. it's like I remember when CM Punk came back one of John's big criticisms was he's not in like any kind of major program right away you know what I mean like it didn't lead to anything he was just talking and then he was just having matches but at least he was having fucking matches you know what I mean like Bray Wyatt meanwhile is just He's just there. You know, he's doing these odd promos. These I guess we're not on his level, you know to I me, mean? because maybe he's beyond David Lynch, where it's even oh, yeah. more difficult to comprehend his vision and his art. I so don't know, deep, man. So deep. Yeah, it's so it's too deep that we us simpletons uh, can't figure it right. out. But <laughs> right, right, right. i am just not sold on it. And like it's a shame to me. And I'm hoping it's hits another year soon. But at, at this point where we're at, just after Christmas. <laughs> I think it's a hard F. I don't like anything about it. Um, I'll
0: I'll give you the uh, F, but I won't do the F minus. I'll just stick with a nice <laughs> F. Okay. But I will say, um, Duke, you said that uh, WWE might have passed us by, passed you by, and mm-hmm. I'm in denial about it. And when I watch this stuff, I feel like maybe you're right because you read the feedback and people lose their mind over all this stuff. They mm-hmm. say, this is this is why Bray Wyatt is the goat, or this is why Bray Wyatt needed creative control or whatever. You got guys like um, Rob Fee, who's like a writer. He's like a horror writer, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, he's out there literally like hyping this shit up. If you miss SmackDown this week, you're going to miss an amazing twist in the Bray Wyatt saga. Right. And then I watch it Mm -hmm. because I'm a sucker ass bitch. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then it's, Fucking Uncle Howdy coming out at the end, right? With like, you know, still the same low rent production that Vince had with, you know, just literally smoke and mirrors, right? And, and the LA Knights in there, he don't know what to do because it's so bad. Mm-hmm. But I I don't want to like, all right, I'm bashing it. But how can you mess up a guy like Bray Wyatt who was so cool, you know what I mean? And it was simple how cool he was mm-hmm. with the back, you know, the swamp, the backwoods shit. Um, Jake Roberts, so simple. The character you go down the list, all these guys, Bray Wyatt, overcomplicating everything. Maybe I'm it's lost on me. Uh, Duke, how are you grading this? I mean, we talked about it though,
1: like when he first showed up. I'm yes. sure you guys remember we were like, well, now we're gonna see what Bray can do, you know, like because we felt yeah. like he was gonna be, you know, creatively, you know, free, like to do whatever he wanted <laughs> and like if this is what listen man there's all kinds of different genres right of movies yeah. and stuff and you know like i love star wars you know you've never seen a star wars john boy so right. like
0: yeah yeah
1: maybe you know this this just isn't for us man maybe this isn't our genre you know i do i'm gonna give him <laughs> maybe. a d because oh. i i do at least like that la Knight is getting some sort of shine he's on tv and he's not like losing five seconds so (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean yeah i don't know like it's been three months and it's been nothing right like nothing's happened like no man
0: and we talked about it it's like you're doing these these things these segments where you're you're at the live show on smackdown and it's hard to pull off smoke and mirrors live in a wrestling arena right so Whatever they're doing, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I did have to bring up Bray and all those returns, all the NXT guys that returned under Triple H's watch. And that being said, real quick, yeah,
1: we're all huge Bray Wyatt fans. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah, like yeah. so, yes, it's not like we're dogging this guy. It's just no. like we like. Can something happen already? You know, yeah, like, exactly. Like he's
2: a guy that like you know, on the short list of like who would I want to be the world champion? And yeah. obviously Roman has it by in a stranglehold. But like if that's no longer the case, I want Bray. <laughs> in or around about that title situation but as it stands it's like i don't see any reason why i mean you're not even wrestling and was that
1: backwater character not his idea was mm-hmm. that whoever was in
0: charge of nxt at the time yo bray yeah. we're gonna do this yeah, with you guys. Yes. wow like you know like, oh, that would no, be, sure. you know, like little Waylon mercy in there mix that yeah, in. exactly um yeah man you know what that's that's why you say duke uh production is needed or you need to be produced Mm-hmm. Not overproduced, yeah. not you know, underproduced, yeah, just the right exactly. amount. exactly.
1: Like, sometimes we get these clusterfucks with these matches that are overproduced, but sometimes, at the very least, you need direction, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. even the greatest actors of our generation, they still need direction. They mm-hmm. still have, like, yeah. lines or bullet points or whatever, you know? Like, if you're Robert De Niro, you can get away with, you know, some ad lib, yeah. but, like, he still has a fucking you know, story to follow, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, just letting this guy go out there and talk about shit. uh, We don't know what the hell (laughs) he's talking about. Like,
0: you know, but people tell you this is slow burn storytelling at its finest, right? They can't wait. Well, they can't wait to tell you. You're uh, like you said, a simpleton, like you're um, you're a feeble mind that don't get the genius Mm -hmm. of Bray. We're going to find out because he can either sink or swim as time goes by i mean i guess yeah. they're doing good ratings i really don't know maybe people love it once again maybe it's yeah. passed us by right i don't
1: even like ratings don't really mean shit anyway really mm-hmm. you know like what do ratings really mean
0: yeah i mean yeah but well, we get great ratings here i mean on it's no sold <laughs> yeah we're hitting like the Well, the better the ratings the more famous we'll be so <laughs> and like, that's yeah that's all that matters that's yep. all that matters i want to talk about uh little bit more WWE and then we'll kind of wind it down with 2022 but something i thought was kind of cool it was the return to Europe to the Cardiff Wales show that clashed the mm. castle which Fair honestly enough. i think was one of the better WWE shows this year
2: yeah right like in hindsight like i remember yeah, having hindsight. fun with it still not loving it but having right. fun enough with it but like when you look at it in hindsight like versus everything else they do you're like okay oh, yeah, that maybe was that the best show they've done in a, in a while you know? uh, cuz you know the rumble
0: was one of the i think the worst ever oh I, man it was so I, bad this year Miss so Bad, dude. The yeah. Survivor Series we just covered. I didn't love that. You guys didn't love it. So anyway, I wanted to mention this return to Europe, Cardiff, Wales, because the Drew McIntyre, you you said it was like a Davy boy type of moment. The crowd was mm-hmm. hot. It was fun. And I thought there were actually two matches on that show. That were probably two of the best WWE matches of the year. The Sheamus, Gunther, Gunther yeah. and yeah. then the Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre was super fun, other than the like yeah. ending shit got crazy. Yeah, yeah,
2: it got goofy at the end, but I was into it. You know, I was into it, I'll be honest. And, um, yeah, like and everybody loves it. I was a little harder on the Gunther and Sheamus matchup than other people, but like I have this deep lying hatred <laughs> of Sheamus. So, yeah, it's no, like, yeah, I feel it's, it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to like get past that. I can't even look at them at times, you know? So, um, but like I'll give it credit. I think Gunther's the shit there. Like, I love Gunther. Mm-hmm. He's probably he's top three for me over there. I mean, he might be number one. I don't know. I would have to think about it and put the guys down. But um, yeah, so like that is obviously one of their matches they had. Um, and you know, another highlight I will say, even though I was down on it compared to you guys, was uh WrestleMania. I thought that WrestleMania was overall, yeah. it sucked, right? Like, we I thought it sucked, like in compared to great WrestleManias, but for mm-hmm. them and modern day WWE they had the Cody match, they had the Austin match, they had moments, you know, like, this is what they do, and I, I, if it was one night, I think it might be a fun enough show. Yeah. yeah. Two I think I maybe. rated
0: it, I think I actually yeah. rated it a little higher. You were like, "What you're gonna tell me that's in the top ten of all time? I'm like, I'm not she, saying that, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was, like, not the, the bottom five, I don't yeah, think, yeah, which, yeah. Is a, which is a win nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And we that's say like, all the time, though, it's subjective.
1: It's, mm-hmm. it's, we, we rate things on this, like, scale now, you yeah. know, it's, like, with a curve, because, like, that WrestleMania had no business being, I guess, as entertaining as it was, right. you know, mm-hmm. like Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville, like that shit was entertaining. Like, I it should it been because yeah. it's yeah. nonsense, but like it was entertaining at least, you know, and um, so I think that's what it is. It's just us being like, oh, well, normally this shit's fucking brutal. So tonight it's all it's a five out of 10 instead of a zero out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like,
0: right. Our and expectations like, have changed.
1: Yeah, for yeah. me, I mean, I think Cody and Rollins was, like, a good match. I and, love that match. But, like, is it, like, this all-time great match? You know, like, you'll remember it for sure because it was Cody's return, but, like, I don't think it's any, like, kind of, like, all-time great match. But, again, oh, that's okay. subjective, too.
2: Yeah. that is It yeah. is subjective, <clears throat> but I agree with you, Duke. And for Cody... To like not just be ultimate hater when I think of all-time great matches of his the hell in a cell or whatever mm-hmm. it was with Rollins ranks mm-hmm. higher than that mania match for sure. Know, like for me at least, you know, like if I had to go best match of the year for like a WB, it probably is that as much me as too. I talk shit on Cody yeah. and I even it's talk shit on too. that match when it happens, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh um, me three, yeah. So yeah, that's our three but, of us, um, you know, but um, but like even that, you know, like like I think the Cody Rollins match of Mania was like a standard a solid very solid match between two mm-hmm. guys who were very good you know yep. and the like, crowd I mean, was I mean, hot that yeah. helps yeah and I mean it know?
1: was a big deal like he came yeah. back like the fucking crowd was electric which as mm-hmm. we always say it helps you know but again and, I think we're just trading yeah. things on this curve yeah for them you know for like sure. because in 2022 like when it's so mediocre like mediocre becomes good and good becomes mm-hmm. great and I think yeah. we're just clinging for like I think it's important in life to find like these little patches of happiness wherever you can find them. Mm-hmm. And like in wrestling, it's the same thing for us as you know, a bunch of grumps watching WWE, oh, yeah. like we're clinging on whatever, you know cool shit we personally connect with so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with cody especially for john and i like we were like oh my god this is like great you know yeah, but yeah, yeah
0: i don't think it'll go down as like this all-time great match you know yeah we'll yeah. see yeah. when great we do return
1: our... yes yeah, but
0: we'll see. Sure. I love the match, but I hear what you're saying. I think the Hell in a Cell was the best match of 2022 from WWE. Yeah, and like story wise, you anyway. know,
1: as soon as he pulls that row ball, yeah, you yeah, see, that's it's the like, thing. Oh my god, you know, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm.
2: and and like you said, story wise, because that match is ultra basic. If you really go breaking down a match, because yep. he's injured and they have to nurse mm-hmm. him, you know what I mean? Like nurse the injury. When you look at what's done in the match, it's super simple, but. The story, the angle of the injury, and mm-hmm. you know, all of that shit be another level.
0: And Rollins, who, you know, Frank, you probably like the most out of the three of us. Yeah, yeah. I think. I but I Stanley. know um I always praise him, or at least lately, because he does deliver and he he had a, a big part to play in that feud and that match. Um, he had a match earlier in the year against Roman Reigns at the Rumble where he wore like the shield attire that was also very good. He came out to the music. Like it was, he's been, you know, he's had a pretty decent 2022
2: as well. But that's, that's what I wanted to say. Like we were talking about MVP Moxley for AEW for all the different things. I'm like, I think Rollins might be the MVP of WWE. It's not as glamorous as Roman with the straps Mm -hmm. or whatever, but like he brought Cody back and job to him, you know what I mean? For several months, but in very good matches, you know, he had stuff with Roman he's had good matches. Like, he every time he's in him involved in a match like it's better than it should be you know us title like us title mm-hmm. and it's just like i think rollins if you look at his year as annoying as it got right because he started mm-hmm. doing that crazy joker laugh with the stupid outfits and all this bullshit as annoying as he can be when he's in the ring like he's he's producing you know and like i think he 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 gets them out of spots you know like when they need a guy that's just going to elevate yep. you he does it um, I think really, like if you think of the work rate, he's been available all year. There's no there's not been any downtime for injuries or anything like that. He's a reliable hand. I think he's probably their MVP of the company and he won't get that respect because Roman is king, you know, and mm-hmm. that's all they focus on. Or Brock, and Brock is the guy, you know, yeah. like Brock and Roman dominated the scene, but Rollins is meanwhile is just carrying everybody through great matches.
0: It's funny you mentioned that because I was gonna say my mvp of the year my favorite or the match the wrestler of the year for me was either going to be moxley or roman when you throw rollins in there it's like all three shield guys are running yeah shit and, yeah about that in the world yeah. of wrestling Yeah. and uh maybe we'll talk about you know who we think is wrestler of the year i guess we all kind of agree the mvp is either moxley or or
2: rollins or, or reigns right Yeah, yeah. I mean, Reigns, you can't deny that he, you know, it's the most dominant run ever. So, like, I get it. I like, I would vote Rollins. If you had a uh, gun to my head and I had to vote, I'd vote Rollins as the MVP. But I understand Roman completely.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: No, I I
1: completely agree with you, Frank. And I think you make like really good points because, like, Roman was given this. Yeah, Yeah. Like, from day one, they wanted Roman, period. Like, here Roman we're gonna give you the fucking world title you're gonna hold it for whatever it's been and uh Rollins is the guy that you know oh Cody's coming you need somebody Mm -hmm. to fight him okay like you Mm -hmm. said like and he's putting on you know good matches after good matches this is coming from a not this huge Seth Rollins fan you know I'm just calling it like it is like The dude has good matches like every week. He, the U.S. title thing, you know, with the stuff with Lashley and Austin Theory. Mm -hmm. Like, I think um, he and Cody's feud was awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. so I would definitely say MVP would go to Rollins. I would agree with that for sure.
0: Yeah. The thing with Rollins is so he's been with WWE like 10 years now, Mm -hmm. if you count developmental. He's held every title there is to hold. He's main event at WrestleMania. He's, Pinned Brock Lesnar yeah. at WrestleMania. He's pinned Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. People don't remember, like at the, you know when he cashed in, I guess. Or yeah, yeah, whatever, in, yeah. whatever. So he's done everything there is to do, and you know we talked about guys we love. Mister Perfect, Scott Hall, whoever, whoever, Owen Hart, guys who never got to the top, Jake. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's just sometimes you've I've seen it all, done it all around. So you know what I mean? I don't. Mm-hmm. He's fine. I do like him on the roster, but. It's just like I I get it's too much, man. Like I've seen him enough Mm -hmm. now. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Probably what it is for me. But um, you know, he's definitely someone. No, like, yeah, I agree. You Mm. know, I
1: think Frank like will even agree. Like, if we never saw him again, I don't think it would like break (laughs) our break our hearts or anything. You know what I mean? Once again, here's our choices. This is what we have to watch. You know what I mean? Like Rome. I'm sorry, not Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins is like gonna be at the
0: top of the yeah of the list just because. What the hell else do we have to watch? But it's like yeah, exactly. two-time WWE champ, two-time Universal champ, two-time Intercontinental champ, two-time United States champ, seven-time tag champ. You know, <laughs> Royal Rumble winner, uh, Money in the Bank. Like Seth Rollins. I mean, he's he's killed it his his whole yeah. decade there. You know, it's just yep. It still feels like people will say, oh, give Seth the ball and let him run with it. Bro, like, he's done it all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe he's never been the guy. The stuff you guys argue about, like, Punk, he never had the ball. Maybe. I don't know. Do you guys still think, like, there's another level for Rollins?
2: Um. I think what holds him back from maybe the next level is, like, the promos, you know? Because, like, I don't – I'm not convinced that he's ever going to cut a promo where I hear it and get, like, you know, like, it makes, like, the hair stick up on the back of it. You know what I mean? Like, some guys yeah. can do. So, mm-hmm. him, the lack, him lacking that ability maybe prevents him from being – but I still think, like, in that company, as far as everything is concerned, he could become the world champion. He could be Roman for the belt, and it wouldn't, like – You know, throw me for a loop. I'd be like, yeah, I get Mm -hmm. it. You know, like I think the guy is that level for them. I even when I want to hate on him, like when Cody like went over there, like I wanted Cody to fall on his face. You know what I mean? And then he was like, oh, well, you're with Rollins. It's gonna be good. You know, and like Mm -hmm. because obviously Cody's good enough to do it himself with whoever. But like, you know, they didn't put him with the Miz. Like you Mm went, remember he had a couple matches with the Miz. They they did, yeah, yeah. You know, like who cares? I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for me, I'm like, who cares? It doesn't do anything (laughs) for me. But Rollins with him, you're like, fuck, like, why does this have to be good? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you can't miss with Rollins. And especially if the the dance partner is also good, you know, like. Well, Rollins know, is man. 30 thinking- 36 <laughs>
0: years old. I wanted to mention real quick, Rollins is 36. And do you guys think he's a WWE for life? Trips boy? Hell oh, yeah. For, oh, yeah, for sure, life, dude. right? Because I do yeah. think AEW, like, I, you know, it might, it could work for him, but that's just hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Um. Talk about AEW real quick. Uh, I wanted to mention, because we talked about some of the, the returns for de- yeah. WWE, AEW had debuts that I wanted to mention. I'm going to rattle off. We talked about Regal, but Claudio, Keith Lee, Swerve, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, bunch of names in there. But AEW did the thing where they were picking up a lot of guys, um, you know, from former WWE guys and filling out their roster. Swerve and Keith Lee, I, I wanted to
1: cage Christian
0: cage. Yeah. I think that was a uh, That was probably the end of 2021, I think, but oh was it? Yeah. Him and actually, oh, Yeah, it was and yep, Adam Cole right. as well. So I left them off the list, but just the fact that like guys like Keith Lee and Swerve, it's wow, real, real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christian was in the Royal Rumble in 2021 mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah yeah. That's yeah really and i thought that was a mistake on his part you know whether you know who knows but i would have loved him to stay with wwe just because edge was around they and may he have left. But they,
2: they just said we don't got anything for you yep. really. you know what i mean like you know, or we whatever got. they did have for him was like yeah i'm not interested you know and Even i know of, he didn't do a whole lot of AEW him
0: versus that, kenny like. is one of my favorite AEW matches yeah, that was a good ass match yeah it was very good. But I wanted to talk about the guys that came into AW. Obviously, Claudio, we talk about him a lot. We did talk about Regal. We talked about Jared even a lot recently. But I wanted to at least mention um, Keith Lee and Swerve because they ended up having these very unexpected great matches with the acclaimed good to great mm-hmm. depending on which one it was but good one was just yeah, yeah. one good, was very good one managers. was very good let's at least give them that um
2: i think the pay-per-view one was very good yeah and then i think yeah. there's other two that they had were like they were good enough
0: but the feud was interesting um and i thought it was good use of two guys that i wasn't really sure needed to be together frank you mentioned they were together as a tag team on the indies mm-hmm. yeah, um, previous, yeah, so it wasn't as random as i thought but um you know, that brought the acclaimed to light. And I had to mention them because they were breakouts for twenty twenty two. Like they mm-hmm. became the biggest act in AEW, some would say, like at least on a weekly basis, acclaimed every yeah, Wednesday. At least,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: You know I what I mean? That. Um, so the tag team division in general looks good for AEW because of the acclaimed you know, the Young Bucks, FTR. I just wanted to mention it, the acclaimed if you guys wanted to touch on them because it was unexpected for me. Well,
2: to go back to Keith Lee and Swerve really quickly, yeah. it was like they came in and like a thing you hear with Keith Lee oftentimes is like, well, he's not doing any better than he was doing in WWE or whatever. Yeah, like, we, we've King. said that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, you guys. I yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Duke <laughs> have said that. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but the thing I will say about that is sort of like, well, they got the tag team straps, which you could argue, or is that good enough or not? Right. But- they, their program with the acclaim helped elevate these guys to this next level, you know, and sometimes a guy like Keith Lee is not this young dude either, you know, even though he's like, hasn't been around in the main shows that long, he's not 30, some young guy. 30, 39 years old, thirty. Yeah. Old. And if like, if uh, if signing Keith Lee helps a couple of your young guys get over to the level of who knows what the acclaim can be, we'll see. They're both fairly young dudes, you know, young in the business at least. So it's like the signings are good for your company, you know, is the point I'm trying to make, you know? And I think Swerve has more legs than Keith Lee as far as AEW is concerned and like where he can end up, I think Swerve will end up. Uh, I think Swerve can end up being a contender for the title. I don't ever see him winning like the world title, but I could yeah, see him eventually getting to a program there. Where Keith Lee, I don't see that. I think he's out of shape. He looks like he's lost a step, all these things. But my, I'm just trying to say like, some of the sometimes the signings work out in ways maybe you didn't anticipate exactly. you know and i think yeah. i think Keith Lee is probably going to be an example of that where it's like look he, he's making it work one way or another getting other people over so i think that's good and then onto the acclaim, those dudes like you know uh bowens when i first started seeing bowens on like dark or whatever show he was on or like the pandemic days of um dynamite and all that i was just like okay this is a solid wrestler but he seemed to lack Anything else than other than like basic, you know, like very good wrestling ability. And then Max Caster. I was like, he's a big boy. You know what I mean? He has personality, but I don't know if that's ever. And then they got lumped together just like randomly and they turned it into this thing. So, like, props to both of them for keeping at it. Remember, Max even got in trouble for one of his raps and it looked mm-hmm. like he might be out of the company. Oh, yeah. And what Max. a mistake that would have been. Yeah. And then Tony Khan was like, I'm just going to have to approve the raps or whatever. And, like, you know, and it worked out. We could argue whether or not the raps have suffered, you know what I mean? Because of stuff like that. But, they got to another level they became tag team champions um you know it's just crazy to see you know because that doesn't always work when you just randomly pair two guys who like we don't really have anything together you know like Mm -hmm. individually for you maybe get yourself together and get yourself over you know and like that's one of those stories of guys doing it you know one way or another the scissor me shit Mm -hmm. all that stuff became like almost culturally like phenomenons right because like you're seeing the phillies do it in the world Mm -hmm. series you're seeing people everywhere it's like scissoring i've seen dudes at a wedding doing it these groomsmen did yeah (laughs) you know like they didn't invent that but they put it at that level the way the suck it was like went to another level and it's crazy to see you know so like i'm happy for those guys and the suckers still
1: around in 2022 well, especially
2: we got when daddy you think of um, yeah, Daddy Ass, and like especially when you think of how good their tag Joel team division is, yeah. But think <laughs> about AEW's tag team division and how it's like the Young Bucks, the Lucha Bros, FTR, like all these like monster teams. It's mm-hmm. hard to break into that next level, yeah. And F- um, and the Acclaim got themselves to a point where it's like you can't deny that when they come out, the crowd is nuts, you know. So like having them beat Swerve because Swerve and Keith Lee was even like kind of a surprised when they won the belts if i recall oh, yeah, correctly no, i remember totally. being like oh they i was like oh they, these guys just won the tag team i like okay oh yeah yeah but like you know it did good that little feud did good to get Swerve to his like next stage and it got a claim to a next stage the only one we're questioning is keith lee like where is he gonna go but maybe him and swerve could have a crazy feud and you know it'll save keith lee well spot, you're right
0: you know? though he's 38 39 almost and mm-hmm. you are right about like to bring him in Initial knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, for me, they're going to bring in Keith yeah. Lee. Everybody loves Keith Lee. He's going to end up challenging mm-hmm. blank Omega for the title. And, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, here we go again. But it ended up working out in a different way. And I can't really hate on it, uh, whether that was the plan or not. It worked because yeah. the acclaimed and all of them really elevated. Like you said, we'll see what happens with Keith Lee. Duke, what do you make of the acclaims rise and some of these guys? I mentioned Keith Lee and Swerve coming in from WWE.
1: Well, at least they didn't put Keith Lee in a skirt when he made his debut like they did on Raw, so that's wow. good. Mm. Um, I mean, the acclaimed, I'm happy for them. Um, I watched those guys on Dark, like Frank mentioned. Um, it's interesting that Billy Gunn is with them because they do remind me of like the New Age Outlaws, like a yeah. team that might not be as like in-ring, as mm-hmm. good as, I mean, I don't, no disrespect, but, like, they're clearly not as good as, like, you know, the Young Bucks, FTR, yeah. Lucha Brothers, etc. in the ring. But, like, we've said it a million times, it's not about that. And they mm-hmm. found their thing, and, like, they're killing it now, like, entertaining-wise, you know? And, like, it's not like they have, like, bad matches, you know? Yeah. I just sure. equate them. I think their biggest thing is, like, they're entertaining, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the thing with Keith Lee... The problem was, like, the fans get so bent out of shape that, like, oh, this guy's not getting what he's supposed to get. Or Mm -hmm. they'll shit on any gimmick if it's changed or whatever, like the Bearcat thing. Bearcat, Bearcat, (laughs) Bearcat Wright was a wrestler in the 50s and 60s that Vince McMahon probably loved. He's a Hall of Famer. And he's probably, like, and look, he was an African-American guy. Vince McMahon being, he's probably, like, I'm going to give you the Bearcat name. You're going to be a new Bearcat Wright. And, like, everybody hated it. They never gave it a chance. But it's, like, okay, you know, maybe he wasn't really a main event guy, though. Maybe Vince didn't get it wrong, but he could still be a utility guy. Like, yeah, yeah. But but, I do think that, like, Keith Lee looks different, and, like,
1: I think that's cool, you know? Like, when you have these, like, kind of, like, clash of styles and stuff, and, like, you mm-hmm. mentioned, like, oh, well, what are they gonna do? Just put them with Kenny Omega? I'm Fucking hell yeah, I'd be into <laughs> that, actually. Yeah, yeah, you know, I yeah. think they could have a good match. I mean, it's Kenny Omega, but like, I think like his size is like kind of interesting, you know, because he can this do... his promo ability value though,
2: like the way he talks. Well, uh, the sophisticated you... gentleman. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is like sophisticated I, sophisticated. I don't really buy it, you know. It's. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know. I'm not yeah. like this huge Keith Lee fan, but I yeah. definitely think that like him and Kenny Omega does intrigue me. And like, like you said, you dude, like, that.
2: he looks interesting, and then like, and yeah. I don't know shit about Keith Lee, you know, other than like some a little NXT, and then when he got mm-hmm. called up, but like I remember him being in that Rumble when he mm-hmm. got in there and faced off with like Brock or whatever. What yeah. mm-hmm. it, it, it was like? Oh, this is cool. When when he beat Randy mm-hmm. Orton clean, when he did that crazy power bomb thing that he mm-hmm. does, and he ends Randy Orton, I'm, I'm like, I'm intrigued by the guy. So when AEW eventually signs him, I'm not mad at it because I'm like, okay, there's something mm-hmm. there. It hasn't worked the way maybe like you know you'd hope a, a any big marquee signing. Works yeah, out. you know, like he had health issues. Yeah, easily. yeah, yeah. We don't know what he's
1: dealing with. We don't mm-hmm. know if he's still dealing yeah. with stuff. You know, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I do think that um, I would be into him interacting with some of these AEW guys, though. Yeah. You know, like. Even not being well, yeah, like a huge
0: yeah. Keith Lee fan, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see with Keith Lee and uh, some of the other guys. The other few I mentioned in there kind of play into the last topic I want to bring up for 2022 because it was a big one, at least on our conversations. But Claudio was a was a debut in AEW, um, and that kind of plays into the Ring of Honor thing, which mm-hmm. is a huge part of AEW's... So, um, Year twenty twenty two because they mm-hmm. Tony. I'm glad Con, you brought it up because I was yeah. going to
2: bring it up if you didn't.
0: Yeah, so go on. Let's talk about the fact that Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor, a brand that, for all intents and purposes, was pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't really profiting much, um, other than you know the diehards. I don't think the Ring of Honor name meant much anymore, mm-hmm. especially the, the the towards the uh, end with Jonathan Gresham uh, uh, yeah. being champion. <laughs> so tony khan purchased ring of honor it was so so many conversations we had about the fact that i thought it was a distraction and like just um didn't really understand it it's kind of playing out now hopefully it was worth it i'm sure it is uh but it was big news the fact that ring of honor is now the property of tony khan
2: yeah and like yeah so we don't have to harp on it too long because we've talked about it a lot but I, as a ring of honor, you know, faithful, me and Duke, <laughs> I was very happy that Tony Khan bought that company. Um, we could, you know, debate all year long of whether or not it should be as featured as prominently on Dynamite, this, that, the other. But I am happy that it still exists. I'm happy that uh a super fan like Tony Khan owns it, you know, because it does it means it just won't fade away into obscurity like all these other promotions that Vince has you know killed off you know so like i'm just happy because if he if vince buys that it's just a library on the on the uh app that you can't find you know and then <laughs> you know and it just disappears and people forget that stuff so with tony khan i like that like ring of honors now a name out there whether you like it or not you know like it's a name out there it's, it's another alternative right another option yeah like a sort of like a stepping stone company it seems like it's going to be moving forward they're having pay-per-views which have all been very good um one of my favorite matches of the year is on one of those ring of honor pay-per-views you know so it's just like i'm glad it exists i'm glad that more people are learning what this company is i'm glad that it looks like they're going to reach some sort of agreement somewhere and it's going to be a show we'll see what the success of it's like but i'm just like very happy that that legacy gets to live on um especially because like you said those last couple of years of ring of honor were like the dead days you know the company where it's like even as a fan i'm just like i don't care at all you know Mm -hmm.
0: what i mean like you weren't into pco right
2: no yeah that's when it (laughs) it was like oh this is done you know what i mean like that's when i began getting worried you know they stuck around i mean mean, ring of honor oddly stuck around you know Mm because they didn't have good tv deals ever you know like they're weird they always had like weird service things Mm -hmm. but they they managed to hang on um for a very long time. So I'm just glad that they're getting some shine. I think the end of the year stuff with Chris Jericho and you could throw in Claudio there. Mm-hmm. Like I think that was like really great stuff for them. I think those ring of honor titles, which people complain about too many titles, but I think those titles are doing good for guys like Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia, you know, I think it's like kind of elevating them without having to feel like they need a real title. It's sort of putting them on a sp- mat um putting them on the map where you're like Mm -hmm. okay these guys are good at what they do you know but they're not the finished product yet so like it's like a good it's like a good commerce you start to really buy into them and i agree they should have their own show i was getting sort of tired before this jericho like fighting all the champions thing i was getting a little tired of like them being on every dynamite or whatever as well like so much but They've done that. It's over, you know, hopefully. And then we can go on to our Ring of Honor show. And it's like, I'm just really stoked that Tony Khan is the guy who owns it because I feel like eventually it'll be some sort of streaming and we'll get to go find ourselves in the crowd, like on these shows <laughs> that we thought were oh, lost at yeah. the time, you know, like you can't find them anywhere. So, yeah, you know, I'm just, it, it I just wanted to though. point out. Yeah, I think was, that's a big deal. It's not like the biggest deal. It's not WCW being bought by Vince, but it is a cool company with actual history that people care about. You know, so many stars came out of there from both companies and like now it gets to live on and we get to see next the next crop of guys, you know?
0: I'm glad you brought that up that way at the end there because I was going to ask Duke. They, so they announced a big announcement. Tony Khan said, I have a huge announcement. We all were actually watching it, live texting or whatever. And as soon as he said... Shane's not here he bought you know (laughs) I'm I was immediately like burying him burying it I hated it I hated the fact that ring of honor and and I suffered through some of it but it eventually come it's like looking like he played his cards right because he uh did get a deal I guess at least to get it streamed and whatnot but Mm dude do you feel like um obviously it's a good thing more wrestling right ring of honor still around but are you surprised that it's owned by the guy who owns AEW
1: I mean not really when <laughs> you look at mm-hmm. how much money the guy has, you know, like um I think like Frank mentioned, you know, if Vince would have bought that, you know, because there's like if you look on Peacock, there's like they have some other stuff on there and it's like just kind of buried and there. Like, yeah. yeah, like, oh, you can watch this progress match, you mm-hmm. know, like so like even WCW's Khan, buried, like,
0: sort of. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: for sure. Um Yeah, with Tony Khan, you know, a guy that did love Ring of Honor, like it's it's cool that he got a hold of it. And, you know, they have so much talent on like Dark and stuff that I'm hoping that like maybe those guys can go to Ring of Honor and like, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of talent on Dark that like Mm -hmm. I'd like these guys and girls. And like, you know, there's just there's no room for them, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's this wrestler called jd drake i don't know if you guys know who he is but like i like that dude and like if he can get a shot on like ring of honor like good you know like wheeler you to like roh pure champion like Mm -hmm. you know like guys like that these like guys that are never gonna or currently you don't see them in the main event picture maybe they can move up and like Hopefully with Claudio as a ring of honor champion, we can have like some bangers with a lot of these young dudes, you know, Mm -hmm. like Willow Nightingale, who we all like, you know, yeah, she's going to be, she'll probably be there, you know, like Athena, who I know you guys aren't Mm -hmm. fans of, but like, she's the ring of honor women's champion champion now. And like, um, you know, she's been fighting on dark previously. So like, once again,
2: yeah, beating girls up on dark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They could still um, That became guys. like a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. That yeah, became
1: yeah. like a gimmick thing. But yeah. uh, I mean, maybe she found herself finally. Yeah. Man. You know, maybe yeah. it's like being like this stiff ass fucking
2: bully. Listen, yeah, like but... you need a place to develop. Always right? Like yeah, even w- sure. before NXT, WWE yep. had F- FCW <laughs> or whatever it was. Right. What, what was it? What did they call their school? Yeah, FC- FCW. Right. FCW. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it was always like we always knew we weren't really in Ohio people. Valley, Ohio Valley. Yeah we always knew what was happening down there or certain guys, but it's not like we watched it, but now it's like, you get to watch it if you want, you know, like yep. if you want to watch these, you know, apparently people don't want to watch dark or dark elevation, but like, but maybe mm-hmm. ring of honors becomes a show and it feels a little more authentic, you know, and it has a, an identity of its own. Um, maybe more people would tune in. You see these guys develop. And well, we I'm, asked, I'm, I asked
0: you what's the, what's the ceiling. Like, I mean, with ring of honor, do we ever expect it to be like a household name? Mm-hmm. I don't really think so. You, I think, mm. even said I mean it's probably it's not
1: hard when you're kind of competing against With yourself, your own company, too, yeah. you know,
2: like so but I think weird. like the ceiling could be the third biggest promotion in this country, right? Mm-hmm. Which is good enough, you know. Right. Like you if you have the second biggest, you you know, and you have this two and third biggest companies, that's a good deal. If they could get to mm-hmm. impact levels, that's very good for them. Cause do you think that it, he's gonna oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no. I was just gonna say because impact is relevant in the wrestling world, it's just borderline irre- irrelevant <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what i mean but yeah. like, but they still have names people still do sign there they still do have tv yeah and it's wild and stuff you know people so want so to be there still some people want to be yeah. there do so you think that ring of that, um, honor, ring of honor
0: will have exclusive contracts for their like since tony khan owns the whole deal like mm-hmm. he can- i guess that makes no sense right like if he has yeah the briscoes on ring of honor he can put them on dynamite any week he wants right or yeah i mean i'm imagining theory, that's how it'll be yeah, like
2: in theory but for business though we, it might be better to like keep them separate. Keep, I was going to say like I think they should keep it separate. I think you should sign guys like Duke was mentioning all these people who are like on dark or whatever. Like if you sign um JD Drake to an exclusive ring of honor deal and it's like listen, if you're t- whatever your time is up here and they decide to promote you to the next show, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think there should be once you get the TV deal, I feel like there should be very minimal back and forth between the guys. Like mm-hmm. maybe a rare occasion where like I have an open challenge and the Ring of Honor World Champions is challenging for the TNT title. Maybe that's fun, but like right. not make it like a a thing all the time, you know. Cause then it gets... Yeah, I think
1: you just you want some continuity. Yeah. That's all. You know, yeah. so like maybe they sign to like I don't know what AEW's like parent company is called. Like we'll just say Tony Khan Enterprises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you sign to Tony Khan en- Enterprises and he's like all right, well you're gonna be on ring of honor you know but like if things blah blah blah, maybe you'll go to aw Mm -hmm. but like you said you don't want like the jumping back and forth stuff yeah 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 like you want some
0: continuity you want feuds to be developed and Mm -hmm. like then it'll feel bigger when a guy like yeah when guys like the briscoes finally show up if they do not just bouncing back and like
1: real quick you mentioned like the ceiling on ring of honor i mean i don't know one of the most talked about matches, three of the most talked about matches of the year were on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, widely regarded as, you know, some of the best matches of 2022. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. I just think that the competing against yourself is where it gets weird.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, like this. So the Sixers, some rock in the hoodie, but like they have the Delaware Bluecoats. That's the G League mm-hmm. team. You get signed to that G League team. If someone gets hurt on the Sixers roster, they're yeah. going to call you yeah. up. Ten day mm-hmm. contract, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully, they at least treat Ring of Honor like. Um, I don't want it to be minor leagues, but just separate. Yeah, yeah. Like you said it. Yeah, separate. Yeah. yeah. But Duke, you also said some of the best matches were there in Ring of Honor. I want to run through really quick some of the Hold best. On. Yes, what people said, not my mm-hmm. personal favorites or anything. Just, oh, 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 okay. You
1: know, you look at like I will say it's a personal match. No, that's but, fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying up or down mm-hmm. what's good and what's not, but I was looking at like you know, best matches of 2022 and like ring of honor had some, mm-hmm. some matches on there.
2: Yeah, for sure. No. Yeah. I, I agree.
0: Yeah. And Frank did uh co-sign that. So I yeah, want to say those tag
2: team matches between the, for those unaware FCR versus the Briscoes for the straps all three times. It, they blew me away. Like every time, you know, and like, and I, my favorite was the second one, the two out of three falls mm-hmm. match or whatever, or the the drama in that match the like the finish of that match, it was and that was and that main event at the pay-per-view a tag team title match as well um that's in my favorite that's, matches of is the that year.
1: when claudio
2: opened yes that's when he was gresham was leaving yeah, or whatever exactly. yeah. yep 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 that's when claudio won the. that was the right special. decision exactly mm-hmm. as much as gresham wants to be all annoyed about yeah. it and show tony khan his pwi ranking yep it doesn't matter dude imagine yep. so uh, sorry just a little that's quick right. side note the story was that Jonathan Gresham went into Tony's office and showed him his PWI rating as the reason why he should be more featured. And then you look at this year's PWI and Moxley's ranked behind him. It's like fuck off, dude. That means nothing, right? Anyway, but like what? that's an
1: Jonathan assume. Gresham was ranked higher than
2: yeah, than course,
1: Cucci,
0: yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, he was four spots Get above. out of here. Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's all so, about that. Yeah, but you know what? That is
1: uh, there's no. There is no explanation anyone can give
2: me. (laughs) Well, well, search it out. It makes sense.
0: You got to seek out the PWI 500 criteria because they really try to create a science behind it and treat it so um, prestigiously. But yes, Gresham was ranked ahead of him. Um, But getting into a few of the other matches from the year, really quick run through them. Some of my favorite or some of the, some, some of the ones I think were the best. We already mentioned Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Mm -hmm. in a cell. I for sure have that ranked pretty much up there at the top but we also mentioned CM Punk and MJF that match, the dog collar, especially I enjoyed that at Mm -hmm. revolution. Um, but I wanted to mention some that cool. Yeah. And I wanted to mention some that, you know, I was there for, um, Hardee's versus the bucks at double or nothing was surprisingly, because I was pretty adamant that, yeah, it was fun. Mm -hmm. I wanted to mention that one. Um, Adam page versus Danielson on the first dynamite of 2022. This was like Mm -hmm. almost 30 minutes. Uh, it went, it went a while and it was awesome. It was one of Adam pages, best title defenses. I think, Mm -hmm. um, I also wanted to, I did mention Garcia and Danielson. I'm just mentioning matches. Maybe people, if you want to seek them out from this past year, I'm just kind of throwing them at the wall and a two, two quick ones from the woman's side, but Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa steel cage match definitely awesome we were texting about mm-hmm. it. it happened a couple botches in there but very very cool it felt big and the more recent one tony storm and jamie hater kind of oh yeah
2: and mm-hmm. legit stole the show and um you know a couple others like if i'm thinking my favorite matches of the year if i go wwe i'll probably have to give it cody and um Rollins, Rollins in the Hell right. in a cell. Yeah, I probably have to go to that one if I'm counting a WWE one, and that's just to sort of keep them in there because I don't want to be too AEW. Center, no, no, yeah, you know, we like...
0: mentioned Seamus and Gunther, Roman and yeah, Drew. exactly. We Sheamus did mention there's another one,
2: yeah. Um, but like you said, MJF and Punk. That's probably my top match of the year. Um, my number two match of the year is probably that two out of three falls match with FTR versus the Briscoes, Mm -hmm. that That... match when it ended the end, especially the ending of that match for anybody who hasn't seen it, it was just so perfect to me that I was just like, they did it. I was like, they nailed it. I remember texting my friend. They nailed, they did it again. They fucking killed it. And you're not a big Briscoes guy or you are. (laughs) No, no. Like I respect the I think they're fun and they're good. And I, you know, I gave Jay Briscoe a chair at a uh, a ring of honor (laughs) event. So like he always has a spot in my heart, but um. He used it to smash Necro Butcher's head. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, but like, it's just, so yeah, I'm not like an automatic mark for those guys. I think they're, I like them more than you, but like, uh, you know, they're not like a favorite of mine or anything like that. But I thought that match was good. I also wanted to point out John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta because talk yeah. about a match that went to another, that nobody was anticipating. Took On page too. Star-making performance. Know? Yeah, mm-hmm. star-making performance. Um, you know, there Lots of like good matches that way. A lot of
0: really good matches for guys that like we love the old school shit, right? Mm-hmm. And we just did our favorite matches of all time. Most of them were filled with you know 90s stuff, or um, mm-hmm. but like there is very good quality still in 2022, even if it's might maybe few and far between, or maybe there's too much of it and we just forget it, or we're you know, but like there was a lot of really good stuff here. I even liked Sammy and cody rhodes right before cody Bass. Yeah. there was a ladder yeah, yeah, match yeah. that was pretty pretty darn good of course i had to get one more cody reference in there duke what other <laughs> um if are there any other matches that i might not have said that maybe people should check out oh i have. I one mean more actually Wait, i okay. think um
1: there's a lot because we we mostly talk about american wrestling mm-hmm. you sure, know sure, so sure. like there are for sure i'm sure people are going to kill us in the comments that we didn't yeah. mention we mostly talk American wrestling. I just want to put that out there. So like, I know like one at the top of people's lists are going to be, uh, Okada and Will Osprey. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, we don't really cover that. That's the only reason that we're not going to comment on that. Mm -hmm. It's a cool match. You know, Mm -hmm. don't kill us too much in the comments. We, we just mostly cover American wrestling. So, I mean, you guys covered, I mean, what i would have covered my personal favorite of the year was cody and rollins at wrestlemania oh, just okay. because just because you know yeah i i was happy for cody even though i didn't want him to leave i was happy that he got yeah. that wrestlemania moment finally right. mm-hmm. um it felt big you know rounds in him like i thought had a good match so that would be my like favorite match personally but there were tons i mean there's a lot on dynamite and rampage that i probably forgot about that were exactly. really good because there's so much and it's just
2: yeah well, well i thought of one more and you sort of brought up new japan and it was dynamite though was recent chris jericho versus tomohiro ishii yep yep i thought that match was a bad and i thought yep. it was like i thought when i saw it on the lineup i was like uh main event you know what i mean like uh you know for dynamite it's probably one of my favorite matches match of the year. with okay. Will
1: Osprey and Aussie Open and uh, yeah, um, yeah. the Bucks and mm-hmm. uh, what was it? The was it the Bucks and Kenny?
2: Yeah, I want to say. You remember so. that one? Yeah, because that's the time. That's when Will Osprey and Kenny Omega had like their first like match up. after i yeah. talking all that shit online. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like think... there's just so many. I feel like because yeah. Dynamite. I mean, honestly, they have at least one good match every yeah. week you know wow. i truly look forward to that every single week so like there's there's it's easy to forget for sure. it's easy yeah. to yeah. forget and
2: oh, it's a weekly show with a lot of matches every week exactly you know? it's like
1: you i know. mean just this past week i thought jamie hater and hikaru shida killed right. you
2: know another, another like, that one. was a great match so, yep. is that the best women's match like it could be for them in that company exactly um, and it wow. really made jamie Hader sort of title like feel like Uh-oh. it was it's now it's in full gear you know main first, event like, main yeah. event of the show you
1: know how like you'll watch matches and like you know who's gonna win mm-hmm. like i think she's getting to that point now where it's mm-hmm. like oh well she's not she's not gonna mm-hmm. lose oh or, jamie you know, yeah 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 shit. yeah you know yeah. like i'm glad that that there it. were a lot of false finishes like it, and it, i don't know i really thought that was a really good match you know yeah. so like every yeah. week we're getting you know, I think quality matches. So, yeah, it's very more to, of that
0: in 2023. Easy to forget. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, I want to talk about our 2023 really quick as as we get out of here. Uh Maybe what you're looking forward to in the next year in wrestling or what you might want to see. Um, Maybe things you'd like to see changed or guys you want to see get a shot at the top spot or, you know, a push, mm-hmm.
2: quote unquote, push what want me to start sure i hope in 2023 we really see all of the house of black guys get their shine you know i know buddy matthews is probably like the odd man out but i want to see maybe a trio's title on them i want to see malachi maybe fight for the world title or be around about that sort of area of the card um i think brody he's a monster that I think he has another gear that we have yet to see. I think he could be a guy that's in the company for a long time or whatever company. Cause I think he could be like a monster anywhere, you know, and I AW suits him cause he's very aggressive and very violent style, you know, but like, I think guys like him are rare these days. So like, I think he could be a next level guy in terms of the big monster heels. Um, I want to see like, I want to see Ring of Honor sort of establish themselves, you know, like be an actual show that people care about, that they're they're, they're running shows around the country again. And I can go to one, you know, without having to travel to wherever, Um, things like that. I want to see Triple H really put his stamp on their product. You Mm -hmm. know, I really want to see I want to see I want to feel WWE in a way that I haven't in like my lifetime. I don't Mm -hmm. want it to be like the same old shit. Like when we go in, we tune in, we know what we're getting, the pay-per-views, we know what we're getting. And it's all, it's like a year round. We just know, and this is why we can't get excited for too much stuff. Or if we do get excited, we end up more let down than we were. I want Triple H to start making moves and putting his stamp on everything, his vision where I'm like, oh, this isn't a Vince move. This is all Triple H. I want to see whatever his tendencies are going to be because everybody has them. I want to find out and I want it to be like, not just Vince, Vince light, you know, I want it to be put your stamp on the show, bring this shit back so that we're not these grumpy old men and we want to talk about (laughs) Monday Night Raw, you know, rather than being like watching it. And shaking our heads the whole time, or going to the shows and saying I'm never coming back. I left a SmackDown saying I'm not giving these guys another dime of my money besides the network, you know. I mean? And I get the network for free, so it's like, <laughs> you know. So I was just like, you know, I, I I want to feel good about the WWE show. I want certain guys in AEW to get their shine, but for the most part, I just want wrestling to keep doing good. It's mm-hmm. it, it, whether we like the show or not, or whether AEW had a shaky year compared to other years or whatever. Wrestling is in a good spot and I want them to, you know, capitalize on it, keep that momentum going, get better, have these guys make new stars, and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And I'm excited for it.
0: Nice. Yeah. I think with um what you're talking about with WWE and Triple H putting a stamp on it, we want it to feel different than it was. Mm-hmm. And we are not like these delusional people. Like when we text, we're like, yo, this is the same shit. Because <laughs> yeah. it really, really, really is for 90% of it. So I'm with you on that. And Duke, what do you uh really want to see in 2023 for you?
1: I think wrestling is in a good place, like you mentioned, Frank. Like, cause like I feel like it's kind of like more popular now, mm-hmm. like especially since AEW started. Like you see, like, you know, like you mentioned, like the scissoring thing and mm-hmm. like, you know, uh Penta's at the 49ers game yeah, and, you right know, is. with George Kittle and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um I would like to see Triple H prove us wrong, honestly, yeah. like to, you know, to put his like you guys said, his stamp on it, like show us what your vision of pro wrestling is, Triple H, not signing guys that Vince fired just, yeah yeah you yeah. know, for no good reason, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and like start to use some of this young talent that are clearly stars, you know, like, like them or not, man, Austin Theory's a star dude. Like mm-hmm. he is, he's got everything. And he is a young man. Like mm-hmm. Chad Gables, Kurt angle, man, just look mm-hmm. at him. you know, like they have a lot of good things to, you know, they have a chance to do something with, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens as far as AEW, I mean, Honestly, I like I think they're doing a pretty good job especially being like this young company like not having like the um the experience that the WWE does. I think that uh they're doing a good job. I truly look forward to Dynamite every single week, you mm-hmm. know. Um for WWE like I need something to to connect with again because yeah. I don't currently have that. And for me personally, like if Cody did you know win the royal rumble and like go on to wrestlemania like i would be all in on that storyline i'm just sick of like the rumble don't you feel like the rumble winners they're just so random anymore like brock won this year and it's like why and Ronda. Yeah, and Ronda. Like, yeah like why you know like the rumble should be something to like like the king of the ring previously was mm-hmm. to like elevate somebody you
0: know yeah. and like didn't it's it feel like so... the biggest moment of the year, that final four, the Rumble, sometimes? Yeah. Like, it felt like, like the biggest moment of the year. Yeah. And like, I want
1: to, I want to feel that again.
0: Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I just,
1: I just want to enjoy the WWE again, mm-hmm. you know, because wow. AEW, I do every single week. I do enjoy it. I'm, I have criticisms of it. It's not perfect, but mm-hmm. I truly do enjoy their shows every week, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm with you. The WWE, I could sum it up with the production. That's what I want changed. You know true. what I mean? That the way pinpoint. it should, the way it looks is just that's where I, I harp on it all the time is how it looks. Even, you know, watching it tonight on Raw, I see um, some of the highlights from WrestleMania. It's just, it's just too fucking much, like too mm-hmm. overproduced. So I want to see, like you guys said, Triple H tone it down. Even Kevin Nash said, "Did you see that today?" He said the biggest mm-hmm. problem with WWE is their production. He said the cameras, oh, nice. the cameras make this shit look fake. And yeah. I don't want wrestling to look like he really like he gets it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so hopefully Triple H listens to his his buddy there. And uh, the production changes, just like you said, Duke. We want a reason to watch and love WWE again. I'm going to hold out the hope. I'm I'm going to be watching the Rumble Um, with AEW. Keep doing what you're doing. Just don't turn into WWE or TNA or any of these companies mm-hmm. that fell on their face. Like, do what Tony Khan needs to follow his heart. Remember, because when Vince lost his way, he started, you know, using his his brain over his heart in some ways. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Tony Khan um, has really definitely brought wrestling back to a cool place. We talk all the time, like we said. Um, you know, I just hope that guys like MJF find their voice, quote unquote, a little bit more if they're going to carry the yeah. company. Um, I want to see these guys, young guys, continue to get shots. But I hope Tony Khan doesn't continue to just sign everybody that becomes available and watered down because yeah. he's got talent and hopefully, you know, continues to use it. We're going to see their new production set. We're going to see how that looks. We're going to see a whole new AW apparently in 2023. So it's sort of a fresh start. It's definitely in a good place. You mentioned it, Frank. I think the year in wrestling overall, like has been super fun, mainly because we got to talk about it and mm-hmm. reminisce about the old times, talk about the new stuff. These shows are uh, important, they feel more important because i know we're going to review them break them down so we'll continue to do that next year um so i don't know for you guys is there anything else before we get out of here you want to say for 2020 22 how many 20s was that 2020 2020 <laughs> yeah. we're talking about the future
1: yeah yeah um, will wrestling be around in 2022 yeah, Who, knows? who knows?
2: Yeah. um one last thing i will say i want i, I hope that they could AEW can figure out how to make rampage like must see television, you know, mm-hmm. versus like a side show where sometimes cool shit happens. Like make that must see have two real shows. Then like, I feel like, you know, that'll, that'll really help you overall. But even if it's featuring some younger guys with real, like experienced talent, but yeah, Daniel Santa Roxy is the type, you know, like I hope that show becomes big, but yeah, like overall, I just think it's, I think it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Um, If you stay off Twitter, at least it's a really good time to be a wrestling (laughs) fan. You go on Twitter, it's like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm out on that shit. Hellscape, you know, of like wrestling. It's like, it's probably the worst time to be a wrestling fan if all you do is look at Twitter. But, you know, overall, I think it's in a good spot and it hasn't been in a while. And, you know, we were all losing the love for at least the modern stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. for a while. And, you know, like it's in a spot where like we have some hope. So hopefully Mm -hmm. they can keep, you know, they capitalize.
0: And we're recording this on the, like, so it was two years ago, Brody Lee passed. Uh, brutal, brutal, terrible stuff. But, like, it feels like everybody rallied around, um, like, his family. AEW kind of, like, became a family and produced some really good wrestling content. Like, a lot of good things have been happening. uh, A lot of, like, darker things and, and unfortunate things. We mentioned the CM Punk stuff. One thing I'm going to hold out hope for in 2023 is bring it back to the beginning when we talked about it. It's all a work. It's all a work, bro. It's a swerve. CM Punk. FTR versus the Elite. Book it. Please.
2: Please. <laughs> That's not we be want. Stupid. You know what I mean? Like, come on, make money. That's our crazy.
0: Stop being crazy. But yeah, we're gonna get out of here. It's been a super fun 2022 real quick before yes. we wrap up. Yeah. 2022
1: was our first year of no sold. We want to thank everybody for listening, supporting showing us love thank you for rekindling friendships with some buds that we haven't spoken to in a while and uh hope you all have a very happy safe new year and be safe
0: enjoy time with your family and that's it yes and i will second that thank you so much for all the support continue to support us subscribe like the videos follow us on instagram at no underscore podcast all that stuff and we'll try to keep it real with you, as we have been next year. We'll uh, we'll continue to break down the new stuff, the old stuff, past, present, future. It's been fun. We'll catch you next time. And by this time, uh, when we talk to you in 2023, we'll see. I might be feeling oozy by then, finally.
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe. My if...
0: New Year's resolution is to get you guys to
1: like Kevin Ellens Good, luck. <laughs> good, <laughs> yeah, luck, with good that.
0: luck you got as much chance as frank like loving Shawn michaels exactly.
1: and before we go should we let them in on the uh the next show should we give them a little preview
0: well why don't you do it why don't you uh, tell them
1: well if you're tell holding them, your Hoff. page if you're well if you're holding your pager in your hand and you see the 316 just know that our next episode is going to be a career retrospective of the Texas rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Wow. Tune
2: in. That's good.
0: I'm excited already. That's going to be a damn good one. And that's the bottom line, because we said so. For the ass boys, I've been the smart mark, true to my name. I am a smart mark. This has been No Sold 2022. Catch you next time. Happy New Year. Peace out.